Well, welcome everyone to a Wednesday night. G'day, Mike. Anyway, mate, what are we going to call this? The Wednesday waffle, are we? <laughs> well, I'm sure there'll be some waffles. That could be the the name for it. I, yeah. I'm sure when Yogi comes in, he's probably got a recipe for uh, waffles. <laughs> so, surprise so you it can, would not surprise me. So you can waffle on, and Yogi <laughs> might be able to uh, give us a recipe on uh, on exactly how to waffle. Well, it's Wednesday night. Mate, uh, you've talked me into this against my better judgment. Really? Yeah, you know, I, I, look, I've got other stuff to do tonight, mate. I've got beer to drink. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, you can I'm do okay. that as well. Uh, you can do that as well. I probably will in a minute. Yeah. But it, <laughs> a few less for Saturday. If anyone's listening and they want to have a chat to us, it's 0491 825 633. That's 0491 825 633. We're going to be here for a little while. We're going to do a few sound experiments and try and get things going. That's the plan, isn't it? Well, we'd love to talk to someone out there. Uh, I'd love to talk to someone. Any Anyone that wants to ring in tonight, uh, send us a message. Maybe, you know, give us a hint for a song that you might like. Yeah. Um, Yogi will be along shortly. Uh, we're just dealing with his, uh, you know, the time difference. He's only a couple of hours behind the rest of us. I think he's a couple of hours behind us, even when you're standing behind him. We can only <laughs> can talk a lot like that when he's not here, I suppose. I suppose we can. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed my time on Saturday night anyway. I learned the shed, drinking beer, playing requests for people on text. It was great. Right. I was wondering how it went. Um, I probably should have asked you before this, but I enjoyed my night sitting there looking over the Brisbane River. Yeah, I saw that. Um, had a bit of Indian. Did you? Indian Tucker. Yeah. Did you? She was lovely. So I, I enjoyed my uh, my weekend away. Bit of korma. Yeah. Did you have korma? I I think it was lamb korma. Was it? I'm not sure, but we we did, certainly had some papa dumps. <laughs> I used to work with an Indian guy, you know. Before Rose and I started going across the paddock together, I had I spent like several months doing two up with an Indian bloke, mm. and he was quite funny. He uh, had a he had a really weird sense of humour. He taught me a lot about Indian food, and uh, that was it was an interesting time. Yeah, I love the butter chicken. Do you? Oh, it's just yeah, yeah. yeah can't I, can't get enough of it really. I found out that uh, a lot of Indian food... I like Indian food, but Indian food doesn't like me. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I, uh, I did tend to suffer sometimes from some of the things that I did get to eat. Having said that, that was it was quite nice. I used to like the Indian sweets. They had a, had a counter with like Indian uh, shortbreads and little sweet treats and things like that. They were all quite nice. Yeah. It, was a diet, it was a diabetic, uh, sort of a diabetic bloody... Uh, coma in the in the cafe there, but it was quite nice. Yeah, there's one right, I, I can't pronounce it properly, but it's Gualam Jabbard or something like that. Right, it's uh, it's not a bad treat. Someone will probably tell us it's not Indian, but anyway, it comes from probably an Indian pa- restaurant. Probably Pakistani or something. Could be, but I don't uh, know. Anyway, so uh, we might just uh, go to a song here, mate. A bit of poison. Right, yeah. yeah. How's your thrill for poison at the minute? <laughs> no, I'll just eat. I'll just eat. No, no, I'm not going to say that. Anyway. <laughs> we'll, be ba- we'll be back shortly. Well. Oh.
Mike, and, and we've got a special guest here. We do, we do. Does, does, like, uh, are you, Craig? Dad, do, do you want to announce yourself, mate? No, you sound uh, you sounded larger on the phone. Don't tell Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, it's Glenn Still. Yeah, I know. How are you, brother? Anyway, how's things, mate? You've been overseas, I believe. Mate, well, let me tell you. Let me, I'm sitting here isolating all on me Pat Malone. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Vietnam on an agriculture uh, uh, visit and there was seven of us on the tour and six have got COVID. So really? Just sitting, yeah, yeah, they're just waiting for me to shut the, you know, close the loop. So, and so far, um, touch wood, I'll put the moz on myself now because I've got three trailers laid next week. But I, yeah. uh, so far, I've avoided it. That's probably because I've got a nasal infection and every other bloody thing going on. But anyway, all good. How are you guys? Going great. Oh, I- I'm, I'm excellent, Glenn. Uh, how are you? Right, Mike, how are you, mate? Sorry? I said, how are you, Mike? Mate, I'm all right. I'm getting all lined up to go and get my shoulder, my shoulder fixed on uh, on Friday at Wollongong Hospital and uh, sample the uh, the wares of the uh, health providers here in New South Wales. It'll be fun. Magnificent, mate. you got your uh, Superman suit and cape all fitted up for when you come out next week. <laughs> yeah. I, do. I should be with you on that charity run. That's where a lot of should be. That's where I was meant uh, to be. Yes, mate. Yes. I, uh, when are you uh, off on that, know. Glenn? Be fun. When are you off on that run? Uh, I'm doing one next week. To feel, uh, next Friday, the future. I've got to load on Wednesday. Wednesday, I think I'm loading. I'll yeah. take yeah. off Friday. But I did promise Mike we'll do that one. I've got a truck for him to cut yeah. an arrow. But um, they had the new road over the Fitzroy River. It was a dirt track. The, the boys sent me a photo from Fitzroy about three weeks ago. It opened yep. up seven hours later. It got washed away. Oh, dear. There you go. So, anyway, when you're back and uh, strong-armed and all ready to go, mate, we'll, we'll have to look at towards the end of the year for that one. No, no, it'll, it'll happen in the fullness of time, mate. I, uh, I do want to get over there because I've not driven the full length of the coast road, road up there, you know. You, well, you know that, don't you? Well, I'll tell you what, mate, it'll be an experience. Yeah, 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 I'll be the guy. Not, that's what I don't get bogged all the time. That'll be all right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I was speaking to my friends in Fitzroy today. They said the weather's gone, so hopefully we'll have a road yeah. open in a couple of months where we can get up there. But yeah. uh, anyway, that's the plan. I made the commitment. I'm going to hold you to it. Yeah, no, it'll happen. Yeah. What's happened up there, mate? We saw the uh, vision on the telly with the Pardu Roadhouse just getting smashed to bits and all that. There's a pretty fair amount yeah. of damage up there, that cyclone on there. Yeah, Cam was, uh, I, I saw, I was watching from overseas and I saw it was nearly 300 k an hour, those winds coming through. Mind you, yeah. it's cyclone alley for crying out loud, but Christ, yeah. how frightening would it have been for the poor buggers in the container at Pardue. So yeah. they, uh, they had a GoFundMe and uh, Cam, our mate Cam Dunnancy from Western Roads Federation was seeking to sort of up that. It lasted 24 hours and then in all good conscience, conscience the uh, owner of Pardue said no, they, they were underinsured, and I don't know why but or how, yeah. but I know it was uh, 
they only had 700,000 and there was about 4 million, they reckon. So, unfortunately, yeah. we're going to lose Pardue. Oh, that's oh. no good. For, for no. it. No, it's not a it's not a major truck stop, but it's but it's still somewhere for the cars to pull in. My last time up there in Pardue, I was underneath a Mack Superliner, laying mm. in the dirt, and they closed about seven o'clock at night. That's my memories of Pardue, and that was about a year ago. Right, eh? Yeah. So, so I didn't that the one you, that, that the one your young bloke stitched up with with nobody uh, air conditioning in it. <laughs> <laughs> It's the one the young blokes stitched me up with, all right. No, they had air conditioning. I've got to tell you the story. I couldn't believe it. I had to ring the workshops. I thought, what the yeah. frigging hell is going on? Every time you touch, you just feathered the brake. All three trailers and dollies would lock up. The whole prime mover would lock up. And I'm in the roundabout and broom coming out of the port there. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I said to him on the... Because I, I dropped the 610. He took that up. And yep. I said, what is it with this bucket of shit? He said, oh, you're just too heavy on the brakes. I said, too heavy on the brakes, boy, ah. Anyway, I did it another three times. I was going into Shalimar to load melons, so about 200 k south of uh, Broome, and I thought, I'll just try the brakes again. I just feathered it, feathered it, locked up on the highway. I thought, oh, Christ. Anyway, as it worked out, would you believe Mac have, the Macs have got, there is one valve at the back behind the, 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 the arse end of the rear diff that yeah. controls another five or seven valves. And when that plays up, it sends a message back to the Mac mind that, shit, we're in danger, we have to lock up and stay locked up. Anyway, well, cut eh? story short, what I did find out is if you bobtail, it's just normal. There's no dramas. And needless to say, three trailers were left in Port Helen and Mallons while I came back bobtail. I had a yeah, little right. sook. Yeah, a little sook frightened the shit out of me, it did. But anyway, okay. that's why I stick to the Kenworths, mate. A bit of technology, it's good stuff, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> so what's happening, guys? All good? How's the radio going? Going well, fantastic. It's, it's fairly epic at the moment. This is our first live uh, show during the week, mate. We normally do one on a Saturday night called the Saturday Session. We get there and have a few beers and talk about the cares of the week. And yeah, uh, Craig's talking on the first one. the Wednesday day. I tuned in on one about three weeks ago from Canberra. Did you? Yeah, it sounded yeah. like you had Craig sitting in a bottle. Yep. And it was the Yogi and, and Mike show. Is that right, yeah. Craig? Yeah, and that sounds about right. Was, yeah, and all they blamed you for was the, the audio or something. Yeah. I thought, geez, that's, that's a right. bit rich, isn't it? I don't mind that sometimes. That's right. The that's tech guy sometimes. You know he's blowing up two laptops still in this thing? <laughs> no, they're actually working again. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, buddy, buddy, hard on the gear. What can we say? He's, he's, he's costing us a fortune. He's going to send us breaking, will? Yeah. You've got to have that. You've got to have that manual laptops for idiots or something, don't you? Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah, laptops for dummies or something. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, sorry, mate. Yeah. Sorry, mate. I had lived there. Haven't seen you for uh, a couple of weeks, mate. I'm missing you. Oh yeah. You're talking to me yeah. or Mike? No, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Yeah, it's been a while. We haven't wandered those halls of Parliament House for a little bit. Oh, don't worry, mate. We'll have some work to do with those. Uh, hopefully, when the state governments and the uh, local governments pull their fingers out and start bombarding us with proposals, mate. Yeah, wanting to give us a few extra places to stay the night. Well, you'd like to get yourself sorted out, otherwise it's going to cost me a box of beer. I'd pallet. Pallet. I don't, a pallet, I think it is up to. That's oh. right. No, no, that, I didn't bet a bloody pallet. I bet one box. <laughs> Kendall and Williams with the big bets for one bo one box. Yeah, Christ it's, a, 
And they're not it's even a, betting decent beer. Uh, well, I've got to tell you, mate, I was weaned on that crap. Actually, Emu. <laughs> I was weaned on Emu. I think I got to about 20. I picked up a Kenworth. I bought a Kenworth in Melbourne in about, oh, 89, 90, I think it was. And I, yeah. and I flew over and picked it up. And and anyway, oh, no, no, tell, sorry, tell her. No, I'm, I'm bullshitting you. I was running Darwin, and I got accustomed <laughs> to the to the VB. That's right. Wow. And yeah, yeah, that the VB because you you know you couldn't get you could get every beer in Darwin in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, but you couldn't get you couldn't get Emu Export because it came up in cans and it was uh, shattered by the time it got there. So I started yeah. on VB and then I remember going in to pick this Kenworth up and then I found out I don't know I lashed out there was this real wild beer called Crown Lager. I think it's about right. five or six bucks. It's stubby and he died, but I bought a six pack, shattered myself. And yeah. I thought, my God, where have I been all these years? So I'm happy to say now that I'm off VB, off Crown, off Swan, off Emu the whole lot. All right. But 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 if it's taking a, a beer off of you and Yogi, I'll uh, I'll enjoy that one. So I'm what's sure the, what's the flavour of the month now then, Glenn? Great Northern, mate. Oh, jeez, yeah. Great. I've got one sitting in front of me now. Desperate, isn't it? I'm, Everyone's I'm, I'm drinking Great Northern lately, aren't they? Super Chris. Super crisp, Mick. Super crisp, yeah. Super yeah, crisp. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually prefer the original one. I think yeah, they're no. both the same, but par- apparently I get a bit silly on the uh, on the original. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Which> I, <laughs> I'm not touching what? that. I've got nothing. I'm I can't. I can't that. disagree. But no, what no, I've found no. though is if you if you need to support the super crisp, yep. there's nothing wrong with a straight honey whiskey right next to it. That's right. Nah, I, yeah. I like the Suntory whiskey personally beside mine, but that's just me. I, I call me crazy. Yeah, right. Are we getting paid for all this advertising or what? I don't know. I don't know. What's <laughs> the Suntory? Suntory's Japanese one, Glenn. Japanese beer? No, whiskey. Oh, she's on a. No, no, I'll tell you, alcoholic drink spirits. If you drink beer, you can't go wrong. <laughs> that's what I learnt years ago. You can't be confused being alcoholic just on beer. Uh, right. <laughs> have you have um, you seen the um the Great Northern alcohol free one? No. It it's actually I mean you see it in the supermarkets and it looks like a bit funny, but when you see someone drinking it at work, right? It actually you know jumps to attention, doesn't it? Drinking a stubby that looks like a Great Northern. Yeah. This is- this is the old argument, you know, and the price, the bastards don't miss you. May not have alcohol, but they still charge the same price. I shouldn't take that back. It's not alcohol. Good on them. Good on people who want to drink non-alcohol beer, but it reminds me of the, you see that ad on uh, TV with the bloke in the um, uh, roofless sports car. He's, he's sitting there drinking a non-alcoholic beer by the beach. You seen that ad? No. Yeah, yeah, and the cop comes up to him and cop pings him. Pings him for, right. and he thinks he's being pinged for drinking, and he's and he's he didn't say anything. He just keeps pouring. Look, no alcohol. Then the copper points to the back of the car, and there's a sign saying no parking. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen just that. Had, one. Just had someone just text in and just say that apparently there was a buddy a, a fishing boat wrecked out there on on the reef while the uh, while that cyclone was on board. Yeah, eleven eleven fishermen. Re- I think eleven fishermen rescued on the Rolly Shoals. They had You're it right. on TV last night. It was in the paper this morning. Sadly, yeah. I think there's another two boats that have gone missing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Indonesian fishermen, Paul Barton. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
And our, so, our mate, old, old Crokey on Twitter just sort of texted me and said, yeah, that's one place worse than the party road is the other day. So, you'd be right about that. Oh, that wouldn't yeah. be very pleasant at all, mate, right there. No, 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 the poor buggers. But I, but I did, well, I was following it from Vietnam, and uh, hmm. um, uh, I saw where they said... The ABC had put out a thing where the, the, the poor buggers in Pardue were mm. locked in a container. Right. right. And I'm thinking to myself, Christ almighty. And I've handled a few containers over the years. And I think, <laughs> you'd want to have it bolted down, but you, how the hell would you shut the doors and secure it safely or will feel secure enough? What, you've got half a dozen straps or something that you ratchet inside, or what do you reckon? Mm, I don't know. Well, That's a good question, isn't it, really? Because you shut them from the outside, eh? That's the only yeah. way to really, really do it. That's, that's what I'm thinking to myself. How, how did you get in there? And how did you lock yourself in? And was it up against the wall? Jesus, imagine the... I don't know, you guys, you've been stuck in a cyclone? I've been stuck in two. Yeah, I, I, I did a little bit of a... I was up near Larry, pretty close on the edge of that when that happened. That was a bit of an experience up in North Queensland. Mm. So that did yeah. a bit of damage. Yeah, I, I was yeah. I was in Townsville once, and I was shitting myself, thinking yeah. this this is this horrible cyclone that's coming. I was I was drinking, a, having a beer at the Bowley Tavern there, yeah. And everyone seemed pretty casual. I'd I'd um, got myself a room there, thinking I was just batting down here for the night, but no one was real worried about it at all. It was a category yeah. three or four or something. It looked pretty serious yeah. to me. They take it in their stride up there, though, up in Darwin and, and far north of Queensland. And that they just—I know—I could never work it out. They just sort of didn't seem as though they cared very much about it. It's the same with the flooding and everything. And, yeah. uh, you know. Same as Tracy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the Have you seen the photos when Tracy went through Darwin? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Been to the museum mm. up there. It's actually quite a yeah. quite a good look. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting place, Darwin. You spend weeks there. Yeah, yeah. you could. You could. As, I know a lot of people used to spend weeks there too, but they used to have different names. <laughs> <laughs> when I was running Darwin, let me tell you, when I first went to Darwin in 80, yeah. uh, everyone was called Mick. Yes. Well, they were yeah. at Anson anyway. Everyone was called, I don't even know if that was true, but they were all Mick and they were yeah. all ex-married. Work that out. That's, that's right. That's right. I'll tell you and something. They, and they all came from Darwin. somewhere else. Something interesting about Darwin. The first time I ever saw a stripper was in Darwin. A stripper in Darwin. Yeah, fair enough. Now, let, now, hang on. At a pub or a club? At a pub. No, at a pub. Now, what year? Oh Christ, mate! I can't remember. It was early eighties. Well, I'm trying. Was it the Was it the uh, cage? <laughs> Seems we like need some the, well, we... well-travelled fellas here. <laughs> no, I used to run Darwin, mate. No, I hey, I got thrown out of the bloody Don Hotel in Darwin. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hoist down was, onto uh, the... It was, up, it was only just the up the road bar. from the Shell Roadhouse, mate. That's where it was. <laughs> Shell Roadhouse. Oh, I do tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it was, just up the road. Oh, mate, Craigie reckons that uh, you could use a strong hockey strap to hold the door shut. There you go. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's a solution to everyone's problem, isn't it? It is. The hockey strap. Have, have, uh, have you seen that? Have you seen that thing on Facebook from um, the uh, what I call it, back the truck up, that American podcast thing? And uh, they got the you know, the Freightways uh, videos and all that, and they have a picture on there every day called "Make the Strap Work." Have you seen that? 
Oh, I haven't right. No. It's funny as hell because what it's, they because obviously there's lots and lots of trucks running around over in the states, and people like to take photos of dodgy uh, strapping down of loads and put it on on social media. So obviously there's someone there who just sort of finds it interesting to find that stuff every day, and it, oh, they have this rate for strap work. And mate, you see some really really wild stuff of of, of things that have been strapped down. So, uh, uh, the Arctic strap sort of does get a run. This one fella was driving along with a big plank on the roof of his car and he's reached up and he's just holding it with his arm as he's driving down the road. Well, I've got to tell you, mate, for those of us that are barley fiends and go there every year for our holidays, that's nothing. You should see what they can do on scooters. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Oh, yeah. I thought nothing surprised me, mate, but I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Not surprised? Like, a couple of trips ago, seriously, I've seen them carting tin and timber. Uh, yeah. I've seen uh, 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 cattle, a little baby cow on one. Cattle. I was in Seminyak on the side of the road. People watching one day, and I saw a woman go, and they regularly, they regularly text while they're riding. That's nothing. And I thought, oh, yeah. what could be weird than this? Then a woman came along breastfeeding. I thought, well, that's different on the scooter. But sure. the one that takes tape, I was down in Jimburrum Bay there a couple of years ago. And there was two blokes on scooters, uh, four. So there was four, right? Uh, two on the right. front, two on the back, and they were carrying a glass pane. Really? One behind the, one behind the other. And yeah. I thought, it had a frame around it, it had a frame around it. I thought, now, now I've, I've seen everything. Uh, there you go. I'd be interested if any of your listeners can better that one. That's getting keen, isn't it? It is. Uh, that's moving freight, mate. That's what they do. Uh, yeah. Speaking of moving freight, you're the bloke. You're just the bloke to have an opinion about this, mate. I've been looking at this load board crap, and yeah, uh, right. oh, mate, some of the prices that these blokes are offering to card freight. I had a bit of a chat with Gary Marn about it, mm-hmm. and uh, pointed an example of load board load board insanity, and uh, that's going to be in the interview on the podcast on Friday morning. That one will come out. Be interesting for people to hear. But mate, uh, have you seen some of this stuff? Uh, look, I haven't. I, I've had someone raise something with me that I made a note. It's on my desk in Canberra. Yeah. Uh, but do, do tell, mate. Well, I, I'm just amazed that something seems as though we've broken it in the transport industry. I, I mean, my uh, my friend Michael Kane talks about the gig economy and everything, and I, I've pointed out a couple of times I think owner-drivers have been suffering with the gig economy thing for decades. But it seems now we've reached a new level of insanity where we have these load boards, which seems to me like duck jockeys, where the price gets lower and lower and lower. There's one called Truckers, and they say they're going to save you 70% on the freight. Do they not realise the prices of fuel and all that sort of stuff only ever goes up? I think the scary part, Mike, I was talking to a good mate the other day. The mm. scary part is that you'll have always have some, some, some peanut yeah. Who will be willing to get on there and see what it what the going rate is? Is these the one, are these the ones that got the rate on there? The price? Yeah. The last bid. Uh, this is this yeah. shit that's followed on from America. This stupid crap on Fox. Some of here. it's a, a Dutch auction. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, the the broker or whatever you call them now, they're, yeah. they're still taking their cut as a, right. as a fee, not not a percentage. So mm. they don't give a shit. 
Well, I've got to tell you, seriously, and I do go back, and fortunately I never had to rely, and I may offend a few people here, but I just hear a lot of stories. It wasn't prevalent in the West, but certainly those running east-west about loading, loading agents. Yeah. And, and I can't, and I don't know any loading agents, and uh, I know some guys had some good relationships with loading agents, but uh, I just have this serious problem. If someone's making a dollar off the back of some poor bastard who's carting the freight, doesn't have yeah. any skin in the game, they ain't no better than yellow pages. That, that was my view. That's, that's how I looked at it. I was lucky I was a captioned subby. Uh, so they sound like they're a lot worse than this, but if, it, but if it flows on from that American shit you see on TV where they're all competing with each other, yeah. uh, this is, you know, I won't say it's the tip of the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg's been here for years. But yeah. how much lower can we go? I mean, what the hell? Uh, you know, seriously, what? How, you, you understand clients will always look for the, for the cheapest price, and I get all that. I mean, I, yeah. every time I do something, I get three quotes. Absolutely, yeah. you do. Yeah. And I don't always take the cheapest, I can tell you. But in transport, it just means one thing. The cheaper, the cheapest going to be, there is a set rate. Whether people like a set cost, I should say, and you yeah. can't bargain with the fuel companies and you might be able to bargain a little bit on your tyres and you might be able to pay a play around a little bit with, with um, uh, your fuel if you, you know, you might get a couple of cents here and there. But there's only a certain level where you can go below. And these well, there's, no, there's not a lot of wiggle room. No, there's no wiggle room. And if you've got drivers on, you might be able to have a bit of wiggle room with your driver's wages or something. But uh, Christ almighty, I mean, how low can we go? Yeah, well, to me, mate, it just seems a little bit, uh, um, well, what shall we say? It leaves a bad taste in my mouth that we're seeing what's going on. And I, I'd hate to make a prediction. I hate to be right. But when we start talking about this thing, if people start carting around these little box prices and things like that, we've got a set of rules as as bad as they are the NTC have put out there. The NHBR do their best with a bad situation. But if we end up with these people with these light trucks running around carting freight, they're escaping the Weybridge system, they're escaping the NHBR system, they're escaping the fatigue management system, they're escaping the chain of responsibility system, as bad as that is, and we can talk about that for hours, but yep. they're going to just fly under the radar and they talk about the humorization of freight. Well, there it is on a plate. Right this there. is it, mate. Hey, Mike, you're spot on, mate. This is this is the uberization of freight. Look, it's already there. It's already there with Uber Uber Freight and Amazon Freight. Mm -hmm. uh, and people see, see, the thing is here, this is what we've got to get across here, mate, and I'm talking to a number of employers and now getting fingered by this sort of crap. Um, mm. People think Uberization and Amazon on freight is is pizzas and parcels. Pigs are. Yeah. It's anything. Yeah. It's it's anything that'll fit on the back of a truck. And yeah. this is what they're up to. And I was speaking to Nat Rhodes uh, yeah. now late last year to the uh, president of Nat Rhodes. We caught up, and he said that the Uberization or the gig economy, I should say, not the Uberization. Yeah. We're now realistically, really seriously starting to hit their members. And I don't yeah. know who those members were, mate, but I think, well, you know, we've moved on. It ain't the pizza and it isn't yeah. the parcel. It's no. anything that could be moved on the back of anything. Well, I mean, I hate to say the name again, but just go and have a look at that Trucket website and there are full loads. There's even bloody heavy haulage stuff on there for people to bid on 
and try and get the lowest place. I mean, I'd, I'd love for Kelly to look at these bastards and say, I'll come and burn your fucking house down because it's just ridiculous. And I just swore on right. Yeah, well done, Jamie. Mm, can't beat that out in here. Hey, Mick, Mick, watch your language. There's truck drivers listening. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's my idiot. It's one of those things. You know how passionate I get, Pete. And, and, Do you know any people yeah. you've offended now? Probably, probably three. Do you know how many people you've actually woken up going, yeah, right, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it just does my head in because I, I look at what's happening and you see guys out there that are working their bums off and I've been interviewing guys that were at Razorback you know, over the last few days. I've sort of interviewed three of them and they've all got the same thing to say, mate. They can't believe the industry's gone the way it's gone and they wonder where the ability for blokes that own their own trucks to stand up for what's right for them has gone. He reckons that uh, they often all reckon that uh, we've somehow lost the mateship, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This will this will stir a few people up, I think, mate, but this falls back to what we're trying to work on. We've yeah. got to have some standards. Mm. We, we've got to have some enforceable standards where there is some uh, uh, department or whatever it may be that is well and truly funded to crack down on this shit. Well, now, I would I'm ask the talking... question, mate. I would ask the, the question. Uh, why? I mean, obviously, we've got this uh, stuff that you're working through in the parliament at the moment. Mm. Um, the idea was floated to me by this bloody crackpot I know up in North Queensland, uh, the old mate Bob McMillan, um, that we should do the reform from the top down. We should make people justify the freight rates that they are offering to people. Because he says to me, the question's got to be, what comes first, the insanity or the stupidity? <laughs> the stupidity that causes the people to take the insane rates or the insane rates that people have to stupidly take to get by. And, you know, for me, if we were to... There's no need to legislate minimum rates or anything like that. Just make people justify and publish their rates, and that way people can see what they're doing and get paid, and their payment terms as well. I, I'm sick to death of people waiting for three months for money, mate. It's crazy. Can't you do something about that? Yep, absolutely. Of course we can. This is the whole idea, mate, that we're working towards, and I know that there's all this shit stirring going on about, oh, here's the RSRT, and I've got to tell you, Michael, I've got to tell you, Craig, I've got a, a, an absolute... My, my threshold of tolerance for that shit talk is just about worn out. I don't know how many times and how many places I've got to go and how many conferences I have to address to say that that is not the idea. The whole yeah. idea is to get industry in the room. And quite frankly, if blokes and shitheads wants to keep stirring about the RSRT, you know, these are the sort of people that, that have done nothing to lift standards in the industry. I was at the Road Freight New South Wales conference with Simon and his crew, fantastic conference, and they have supporters there from uh, uh, the Australian Industry Group who do the accountancy, who can't wait to stir up the shit talk about RSRT, while transport companies are closing their doors, while operators are stone broke day in and day out. We've got well-earned fam- well-known family businesses now just not even handing on to the next generation they don't want them. And these people want to have a stupid bullshit session about this is the RSRT coming back. Not like how can we all sit together and how can we actually put some standards into this industry to stop the crap going on. There's no one silver bullet, Mike, and I hear what you're saying about uh, start from the top down. That, in my opinion, would be one of them. 
absolutely no doubt. Yep. Make this very clear. We cannot set a rate to tell you what you charge to go from point A to point B. We can't do it. The whole no. industry, we know that. We learned that last time. But what we can say is this crap about 30, uh, sorry, three uh, three months and six months and, you know, 120 days and all this sort of crap about getting paid 150 days. This is just theft. Uh, and I know I'll start a real argument here. Who thinks the ABN system is fantastic and the yeah. drivers on kilometre rates? Now, a few, and I've lost a bit of skin on this, a few kilometre, a few of the employers pay a decent kilometre rate, then they pay some, uh, pay some un, uh, unloading and loading times and all that sort of stuff. They're few and far between. Yeah. Make no mistake, and I will stand by this. If kilometre rate's so good, why wouldn't you put the drivers on hourly? If it's that yeah. damn good, if you can save some money. Because they save friggin' money. And we know how it works if they're not getting, while well, they're sitting and waiting at Aldi's or Coles or Woolies or Blue Scope. So there are many, many things we need to talk about. But we also need to have somewhere where owner drivers, drivers, companies, um, whoever, if they've not been paid properly, they have the ability to go to a dispute resolution procedure at very minimal cost to get it fixed. And this is where there's the problem now with there are standards yeah, that, that are enforced. The dog agrees with it anyway. Oh, he's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's my end. It sounds like someone's home. If, if it is my end, I'm not going out the back. No, sure, <laughs> I don't have a dog. Yeah. You do now, mate. You can hear yeah. it. But, but we, have, we have these standards now that just simply aren't enforced. And I, I know, Glenn, you've been aware of a case recently of of someone on ABN that's paid severely under even the award rate. Yeah. And, yeah. and not only paid so little, but being forced to work so much. Now, anyone who breaks six and a half, seven thousand kilometres a week, mm. you know there's a problem. They're having a go if they're doing that. They're, well, they're having a crack, but someone is allowing them to do that. Mm. So that's right. that's the person who needs to be strung up, yeah. Because they're aware, yep. not not aware of it over a, a short period of time, as in a week or two. We're talking mm. like eighteen months to two years. Mm. Yep. Um, of of enabling that to happen, you're killing a bloke. That's all you're doing. Yeah. 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 And, Craig, well, the example I've got is more than six to seven thousand kilometres a um yeah a week. Yes, and more that, than that. But here's the biggest issue, Glenn, is that that case is now being pushed towards a regulator mm -hmm. and they don't want to know anything about it. Really? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I've heard yeah. it's Victorian police are running it uh, yeah. and I did say to uh, <coughs> the person who gave me all the information that I'm, and uh, this was a conversation this morning, that I haven't gone into depth with it, but I certainly will over the next couple of days, um, and it's the same old story like you said, Craig. The company, and I can't say names at the moment, but I'm going to let you know I will. I, yeah. I won't be hiding. I'll be uh, letting them know that this mob in uh, New South Wales, who I'm told that are renowned for if you want to make a real good buck by breaking the law, you go and work for them and they're in cahoots with other companies. It's well known mm. on the eastern seaboard. I'd never heard of them before. I yep. will be exposing it because how the hell can they keep operating? Can I just say this, Craig, and to you, Mick? This is no different than that grub that employed the driver who killed the four coppers on the freeway. Yep. Well, well, I'll stand yeah, by this I'll, statement. That yeah. bastard should be in jail 
uh, the, the owner of the company, and I was in Melbourne on my way to Packer a couple of weeks ago when he came on the radio that the bus had got off. Mm. And I'm talking well, about the he, owner he's got of off company. on a technicality. And this, and mm. to me, that it just seems to me that something about uh, he didn't get his day in court quick enough. Apparently, that yeah. was the, the issue. And to me, that is just, uh, regardless of what you think about the case and how it happened and all the rest of it, that bloke should be doing time, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. to me, when they talk about chain of responsibility, you know, blokes I've spoken to about that, Glenn. That's the first case they say, well, there's your chain of responsibility, Mick. Look at what they're doing. Well, you know, guys, this was where I first heard the chain of responsibility in the oh, early 90s or mid-90s, I can't remember. Mm. And I thought, oh, this sounds, oh, yeah, and it was explained to me. And I thought, oh, shit, okay, this could be a good thing. And I yep. sit back now 25 years later and say, what a load of bullshit. Typical, well, sorry, that's where you get the stubby out the fridge. Sorry, guys. Um <laughs> Here we go again. Chain of responsibility deals with someone or some poor bugger once the once it's all gone to shit. Yeah. And when it does go to shit, and we've seen it, and this is a classic example, this uh, criminal who owns the transport company walks away free. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. bring back the four lives. The truckie's life, well, you know, and no one, I'm not defending the truck driver. Let's get this straight through. Certainly yeah. not defending the no. truck driver. But so, we're constantly but, you know, putting band-aids on this. Constantly. Mm. You know? And I think we've actually got smaller band-aids now. Well, you, know, you can't put a band-aid on a bullet wound, can you? You can't. And, but we continue to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I'm... Seriously, guys, after 25 years, chain of responsibility to me means bugger all. It's just another thing, and it's no different when we went... I'm going to go on me. I'll get on the high horse here. It's no different when I was part of the crew when we started doing fatigue management over here in WA. And I remember when we also went to the nationalised licensing system because I've got to tell you, because some bastard over east and don't, please, eastern states, state truckers don't get up me, but some of these associations and, and government departments, oh, this is going to be great for the industry. And you sit yeah. back and you think to yourself, yeah, great. Has anyone spoken to the truck drivers? No. And here we go. We get sucked into all this crap all the way through, and it's just pencil shoveling, paper shuffling. Uh, let's hope that we don't have to enforce it. If we do, how do we look after our mates so the top of the tree doesn't get roped in? So it just happens every time. Jesus. Are, we, are we talking under parliamentary privilege now, are we, mate? Are we buggery? Wait till I get under parliamentary privilege, because I'll tell you what, mate, there'll be names, names, addresses, and everything coming out. I'm not hiding on the parliamentary privilege on this one, mate. Mm, and, that, no, it's a, and start it's, me on fatigue management. Go on. No, no, I wouldn't dare. I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't dare. I, well, look, we've, we've all talked about fatigue management and everything like that. Mate, for me, you know, if I had my way, this will be a little bit controversial, so I'll just float this idea. If right. I had my way, owner drivers wouldn't have logbooks at all. Okay. And I'll tell you for what why. would they have? Hey, what would they have? Ooh. Well, they'd have to have a brain. <laughs> <laughs> You're not suggesting they haven't got one now, are you, Nick? Well, no, no, I'm not suggesting yeah, okay. that at all. What I'm saying is, <coughs> if you're if you're an owner driver, hear me out, right? Listen to the logic, and then you can tear it to shreds if you want to, right? If, yep. if, if you're if you're an owner driver, you've got the skin in the game. You're paying for the half-million-dollar truck or more. 
you're the one that's got your house on the line. You're the one that's got your your kids uh, to feed and all the rest of it. You're the one that should be able to decide how many hours a day you work. Now, I base this on the idea we're all different. I'm not saying that employed drivers shouldn't have a logbook, eh? Just owner drivers. And the reason why I say that is, is because if it goes wrong, they're an owner driver working on their own, it's their skin in the game, and there are penalties in place that they would have to be uh, dealt with if something did go wrong. Does that make any sense at all to anyone? Uh, in Nirvana, yes. Mm-hmm. Am I just being a little bit idealistic and living in a fanciful world, am I? It is utopia. Utopia, um, that's what I meant, sorry. Yeah. Utopia. Uh, but... No, that's oh, a great, well, that's a great show too. Yeah. Have you seen that? No, that's, that's, let's deal with this one first. If you go, to, if you go to Parliament House, you are actually there, Mike. What in Utopia? Uh, yeah. Oh, there, yeah. Craig, you've lost the plot. You need a stronger Scotch, mate. Uh, uh, you lose uh, the plot now. Uh, have no, you seen the shenanigans of some of the senators lately? Anyway, sorry. Seriously, yeah. I have seen the shenanigans of some of the senators. I avoided asking you about it because I thought, oh, let's not go there. But, uh, I'm not agreeing from Victoria, mate, who's left the party. So there you go. Um, oh dear, dear. Your, your theory's good, Mike, mm. um, but it still gets, you know, the problem is we still have unscrupulous people, whether they're owner-drivers, drivers, companies, whatever. So mm. if you if you give someone in the industry that, and it would be an advantage of not having to <laughs> fill out a book. Mm. What, what a lot of people don't understand in... in in the eastern states, we we have to battle with these authorities on the road. But mm. the alternative is work cover, and that's what you've got in, in WA. Am I not wrong, Glenn? We we do have... Work cover has come into WA. Yeah, so if if you think the NHVR or, or the task force in Queensland or whatever is going to go mm. hard on you... You wait till work cover. Like if we change the legislation and we don't have to have log books or work diaries, mm. but we have to, everything then becomes workplace health and safety. Yeah. You wait till work cover comes after you. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that that's not a bad thing. What I'm trying to say is that don't we think it's time that we treated people that own their own trucks like 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 any business other people? Business? Yeah. It probably is. Probably is. No-one tells the bloke that owns the corner shop how many hours he can or can't work. No-one tells the bloke that owns his pharmacy how many hours he can or can't work. No-one tells the bloke in the pub how many hours he can or can't work. Why Why should the truck driver be told how many hours they can and can't work? I'm just trying. I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm just you don't know. arguing. A can of worms, though, isn't it? It is a can of worms. Yeah. Because the, for the me, simplest the, thing the is if you're tired, go to bed, and if everyone could operate on that principle, we'd be right. Yeah, yeah. Utopia. Of course, of course, if we could get the blokes in Canberra to sign off on the dotted line, we could have decent-sized bunks as well, couldn't we, Ben? Yes, absolutely, mate. Well, the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know how to yank a chain. Let me tell. You. Let me just give you two bobs. The world according to Stirl. Uh, right, mate, no, I the world have of... some... Hang on, have we got the any world... music for this? The world according to Stirl. We have a little bit. The of world according can... to Stirl. Should have me own. We can do that. Yeah. Mate, I've met some fantastic owner drivers. I've met some fair dinkum friggin' idiots. 
And I've got to say, no, seriously, and I can say when I was out on the road, mate, um, a, a lot of owner drivers, a lot of them were really good, decent people, and I think they still are now. I'm just saying when I was out there. Yeah. But I've got to tell you this, mate. When uh, it wasn't prevalent over here in the West, but it is now, and I will stand shoulder to shoulder with any owner driver trying to make a living. Absolutely, I've just proved, mate. I've been on picket lines and blues yeah, yeah. for years, and not only as an owner driver, but as a TW organizer. But nothing shits me more, mate, than yeah. when an owner driver, okay, then goes and buys the second truck. Yeah. And the third truck, and good on them, good on them, but yep. then they're still running on owner-driver rates, mm. and we know where that where they take that cut that shortcut out of the driver's wages. Yeah. Now, now, mate, and there's going to be a lot of people who are going to say, "You don't know what you're talking about." Well, no, I do. I didn't yep. say all, but yep. when they become one, two, three, four trucks, and then they're still running on subby rates. Yeah. And mate, there's I can't think of too many happy endings. So my problem I have there, Mike, is we're all different and subbies are sold to the earth, mate, because we've taken the big step and we did it because we wanted to make a good dollar and you know, and all that sort of stuff. But how do we save our decent owner drivers from the stupid owner drivers? Now well, that's, that's always people, been right? an issue, hasn't it? Mate, I remember the trucking life. God, I wish the trucking life had come back. I love, and I and I and I've said this when I was a young bloke. Am I? Are you? Do you think I know something? When, when I had, when, mate, when I was a young bloke, I had trucking life posters next to Susie Quattro on my bedroom window, mate, on my bedroom wall. God, and I realised I had a problem back then. But I remember the ARTFTWU recommended minimum rates. Yep. Not that it affected us here in WA. But yeah. what I did hear about and read about was they couldn't wait to get out the meat and Dorset get out the meat and then cut the bastards. Yeah. No, it's just, so, don't, don't even start me, Glenn. You're going to start me. You're, who's yanking who's chain now? Oh, <laughs> oh no, look, look, look. In, in utopia, we should be able to say, I'm, and look, a lot of drivers do. Most of our drivers do. <clears throat> Whether they're owner drivers or they're, they're company drivers, they know when they're tired and they pull up. We've got yeah. a little bit more leeway over here on the east, on the western seaboard than you guys do a little bit more, and that's another <laughs> argument for another day. Um, uh, but, you know, Christ almighty, if, if you're doing the right thing and you're getting your sleep and you, you, you know, you're, you're, you're covering your costs and then some bastard comes out and cuts your rate, yeah. uh, it's hard to be uh, um, collegiate and we're all brothers of the highway goes out the window. Well, there's that. I mean, you talk about the Western Australian system and the uh, system here on the Eastern States. My good mate, Trevor Warner, took a cut and paste of the WA fatigue management system to the NHVR to approve an advanced fatigue management module, and he was declined. So oh, Trevor was working hard on that. They didn't realise yeah. it was yeah, okay. there's actually Why? there's actually some approvals in place there at the moment, Mike. We, Is there? Well, well, we're get, getting, getting closer, um, yeah. particularly for owner drivers. Um, right. But they are working on more closely on the um, employed driver scene. It's difficult. No. It's a change of legislation for that. But to get through, I, I've been through this application as an owner driver for yeah. AFM and. 
it's not simple. Um, It it is getting that way, but it it hasn't been. Um, So hopefully they do change that to put some more flexibility into it. Um, People get very confused about AFM that thinking that you you know you're going to be able to drive 15 16 hours a day every day it's not the case it's no. the, the actual prescriptive hours aren't much different to BFM it's just more flexible um, yeah you know we all know you're on BFM and, and after 84 hours you've got to have a 24 hour break it's ridiculous yeah. it's flicking yeah. flicking your body, body clock straight over yeah. um, well, I, look, I remember when when Rose and I were running across the paddock to Perth uh, on BFM, both of us, I could drive 14 hours straight if I wanted to, perfectly legal. Have a look at the front of the logbook. Yeah. Uh, and um, there's just a lack of common sense. You've really got to try hard to muck it up with BFM if you're running to it. Um, it never seems as though it's made any sense to me. There are so many, so many flaws in the system and I mean, how long are we going to have the review with the review with the review with the review from the bloody NTC to get the driving rules fixed? It's ridiculous. We don't the have NTC, review, the NTC are a pain in the ass. They really are. Yeah. Here, here. We've got to stop, though, thinking of who's the pain in the ass. Someone's got to step up and just fix the problem. Well, no, it took six baggy-ass truck drivers in 1979 to fix the problem and all the big companies were sitting on their hands. What's it going to take this time? <laughs> Maybe another well, six truck drivers. <laughs> oh, dear. You're damn it. Oh, geez, he's, he's throwing mm. out the challenge there. Bring oh, back mate, the old day. Bring, bring back the biff. Bring back the biff. Bloody ace. <laughs> yeah. can, you just, can you just imagine that, Dave? If you, if you parked across the highway at Razorback today, uh, well, you, you might block a people going, from going shopping at Norellum. Um, our mate Tony Fulton tried it up in Brisbane and was basically told he'd be taken away in handcuffs if he didn't move his truck. Yeah. Um, we talk about we talk about uh, staying home. Well, the moment you stay home, somebody's scabbard be in there cutting your grass. Mm. The the lack of unity, the amount of power that the trucking industry's got, and the amount of how important it is was shown through this whole COVID nightmare we went through. All it takes is to park them at home for a couple of weeks and they'd be screaming mummy before they knew what was going on. Well, the person, really that, does the person that can Why rule not? the transport industry will rule the country. Yeah. You know, if, if you want to have a, have a proper block blockade, all you need to do is infiltrate the people that send out the blokes with the whippersnippers and... Um, Put about thirty of them in the same spot on the Hume Highway, and you'll have a shutdown in no time. That's like that's like eighty support vehicles for six whippersnippers. Yeah. Oh, I'll man. give you some controversy. I'll give you some controversy. You ready? Ready. Go. Okay. I would love nothing better than the old days. Park up against the gate. That's it. That ain't going to happen. People are terrified. Uh, Howard brought in some terrible laws over the 11 years. I know I was at the receiving end of some of them when I was uh, an organiser. Okay. Now, this, is, this will get a few jumping and snapping. The truth yeah. of the matter is, with the laws now, the trucking industry cannot solve the problem. And yeah. lo and behold... The only ones that can do it is some government intervention. And, you know, for all those naysayers out there saying it's been like this for years and nothing's going to change, well, of course, it's nothing's going to change the way we're going in the same uh, uh, attitudes. 
That's why you need a government that's going to come in, consult with industry, say, what do you need? Not what the bureaucrats want to shove up you. What do you need to make this industry safe, sustainable, viable and profitable? Mm. Pretty simple. And all the truck drivers are out there listening, going, you know, look, I've seen them. I've seen the warriors. I've been out on the highway with them. Yeah, rah, rah, let's do this. Rah, rah. Then you walk along the dock and they shit themselves. Can't wait to get mm. tarped up and out of there and gone. Mm. Um, yeah, well, where they could sit back and say, well, you're right. We need the government to sort this out. And we need to sort it out with industry. And we need to put these enforceable standards in. Whatever they may be, what will be negotiated. Because it ain't going to happen any other way, gentlemen. And ladies, you know, you know what I said to Michael Kane the other day when I was talking to him. He uh, he says a lot of stuff I agree with. Now, scary things still, and I wish you'd shut up too because you're saying far too much stuff that I agree with. I've been saying it before you. You're catching up to me. Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm older than you. <laughs> no, it just it just it just does, mate. There's just so much stuff that that is out there that is patently obvious and it should be so easy to sort out. I just, it frustrates me that it's so damned hard. And what frustrates me more than anything is all this stuff. You know, talk about truck and life, mate. Open up an issue of truck and life from any time from 1985 onward. The uh, voice of the Australian truck driver, the problems that existed then still exist today. The names have changed, but the game remains the same. And it's frustrating. You've been reading my mail. I have. Exactly. I have. Chuck in TVS, we didn't have that back then, but everything's mm -hmm. the same. Yeah, it's, I mean, reality is that we look at what goes on and, you know, you, unfortunately the young guys that are coming into the industry now, they're allowed to get caught once because they don't know any better. It's like people 16, 18 years old that are starting to think about politics. They make a mistake, they vote for someone in the Greens or something. And... And they're allowed to make that one mistake, I reckon, it's the first time. If you're not idealistic at 19, you've got a problem. But, you know, it's true. The reality of it is, though, we, we, we get down the track and we look at what's going on and we're still making the same mistakes. The lunacy of, of doing it over and over and over again, making the same mistakes over and over and over again, when there are, yep. there are smart people like you, Glenn, who have experienced both sides of what's going on, and even you can't fix it. As Michael Caine says, companies yep. like big companies that can't influence the freight rates because they're captured by their customers. It's say, you know, if you don't produce, as Gary Mann said, if you don't produce a 3% improvement over the next 12 months, uh, we'll, you know, we'll take our contract back to the market and see what happens. And if you've got $5 million worth of gear sitting there, that is a scary thing. Mm. You, you know, you're left with no you, option. You, you, Sorry. You, you have no option except to reduce your rate. Well, I think I should join the union. Do you think I should join the union, Craig? Am I starting to sound like a union guy? Oh, I don't think you need to join the union, but, you know, I think you're outspoken enough. I'm sure I'll shut up now then. Hey, you blokes, you carry on about the union. I'll tell you what, the, the union drivers get paid properly. There you go. I get paid, pro I get paid properly, mate. I'm not the union. I get paid yeah. properly. The, the union, like, but what I'm saying is, a lot of people like the bag, the union drive, the union yards, the union, and all that. They get paid properly. Well, yeah. Do we really, you really want to open that door with the Glen? Really? 
Mate, I'm always happy to stand by my my background, but I want to throw, before we do, or another day, I'm happy to have that argument, but um, uh, you're right, we can't keep going down the same path. And this is what frustrates me when we have the, the, and this is where it comes from, the pushback come and the seed is planted by the likes of those who use transport. And now I'll say this, the likes of um, uh, uh, the, the miners, and the mining companies that is, the likes of those members of the BCA, the Business Council of Australia, all those in construction, the likes of the members of the Australian, uh, um, uh, what is it, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, the Farmers Federation, all these ones are going to come out woodwork in the next couple of months. Lo and behold, the, com- the country's going to go broke if transport operators have to be safe, sustainable, viable and profitable. Mm-hmm. All the same people who rely on screwing down the transport freight uh, costs. Mm. When are we as an industry going to stand up and, and say, you know what, it ain't the union I'm blown with, it ain't Sterl I'm blown with, it's not the Labor Party I'm blown with. I should be saying to myself, how can I use these bastards to help me get my mate's rates up or my rates up mm. or sustain or get paid within seven days? I'm old school. You should be paid cash on delivery. But everyone laughs at me when I say that. So, you know, really, is it not time? And like Mike, you say, you're agreeing more and more with Michael Caine. And I'm not saying, yeah. you, I'm not saying you have to join the union to do that, for Christ's sake. But don't we have that commonality when we sit well, yeah. there and go, shit, we're right, you know? Mm, we do. And why do we have to bend to the farmers? Why, why should they be at this? is going to get me in a lot of shit because I, I chair the Agriculture Committee. But why should we be running around Canberra doing everything we can to make sure that our Australian food producers are safe and uh, or sustainable and viable? We should be. But why should they be at the expense of the transport industry? Yeah. And I'd love someone to answer that for me. It shouldn't be well, at the expense of anybody. No one should miss out in the whole supply chain. You know? So when the National Farmers Federation start coming back at our changes, once we consult with transport to put in some enforceable standards, I'm going to need some artillery guys. I'll be looking forward mm. to you standing beside me having that argument with them. Yeah. Well, make the so phone sure call. Hell, know when you're there, you what, mate? I said, make the phone call and let me know when you're there. And you watch the 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 uh, Minerals Council of Australia coming out saying we're going to crucify mining because the transport industry has to have some standards, and the constructors. You, you can see them all lining up now that we'll be sending builders broke because we want to be paid within. I don't know what it is. If people are talking thirty days, I'm not making that up. That's what people are talking about. I don't get the thirty day argument. Yeah. I know why people say that, and we're getting all excited because we think we should be paid in 30 days. I went on, yeah. I went on strike for, for three days to get paid bloody fortnightly, mm. and that was too well, long. Well, you can always go to Coles if you want to, and get your shopping, and then go to the uh, counter, and then <laughs> take it all and just tell Coles you'll pay them in a month. See how you go. And then you duck <laughs> down to Bunnings and do the same thing. Yeah, see how you go. Yeah. Yeah. And be, yeah, yeah, and fill your car up. Yeah, yeah. There I, you go. I know there's a, I know there's arrangements with owner drivers with their fuel, and I got all that. But the normal knockabout person living from week oh. to week can't go to BP and Shell and say I'll pay you in thirty days. 
Have you heard the Have you heard the best one? This is the best one, Glenny. You're sitting down and you got your seatbelt on. A five point yeah, yeah, yeah. for this one, mate. Yep. There are companies out there now with negative fuel levies. Yeah. Like right now. I shouldn't right laugh. At two dollars a litre. Well, so the only driver owes company money, does it? Wow, who what? set that one up? I don't know. Not, I can't say because I'm, I'm scared. I, I, I wouldn't say because I'm scared. I will text Glenn and he can say it because then it's uh, <laughs> parliamentary privilege. I'll be back in Canberra in three weeks, I'll say. Someone yeah. told me this and then I'll know. It wasn't me. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't you. Yeah. But I, I, I cannot believe that anyone, an owner driver, who's subbing for the crowd would agree to a negative fuel levy. Mm. Why, would you, why would you do that? Uh, where, what, where's, the, where's the authority who's cracking down on those people? Well, we see, this goes back to this, Craig, when we say there's laws that aren't enforced and there's laws, if we can start enforcing the laws now, we should have a conversation about that because what are the laws? And, and I'll, I'll say this to you guys, there's laws around what you're supposed to pay, but if you could get fair work off their ass long enough to do the prosecution without charging anyone, great. But what other laws are around that say you can't screw a subcontractor or you can't screw a company? And I know that there's, um, I've just forgotten the word, you know, inconscionable conscionable conduct. Christ, if you've got pockets down to your ankles and arms that match it and you've got three or four or five years to have that blue, you'll be all right. Yeah. So where, where are all these imaginary laws to protect mm. people? They're not there. Well, well, mate, maybe they could just start the law of common decency and then we'd be right. Oh, mate, common decency would be all right. But, yeah, I don't know. I, it, as I say, it disturbs me. Glenn is right when he says that we do have to have a place where we can go. I mean, part of the problem was back before Razorback was that drivers then had nowhere to go. Companies would go broke and not pay them and then they'd phoenix themselves and turn into something else and... There's never, ever been anyone that's been able to look at what happens. And if you want to, as Green says, take the, take them to court and all the rest of it, it'll cost you, a, cost you a fortune. If you haven't lost your bloody house because you haven't been paid, you'll lose it paying the lawyers to try and get something out of someone who won't give you a cent anyway. I mean, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If Glenn says to me that we want to put in something in place where an owner-driver can go and make his case... And then someone will put an order in place that will make some of these bastards actually pay what they're owed, what they owe. I'll I'll do that. I'll stand there. I'll stand naked in Mark and place if he can do it. Because I just can't see that. Well, yeah, we've got to do that, man. Not that yeah, I, Mike, there's I no I calendar in I, that, but let's. <laughs> it'll be fun. Did I did I tell you my latest conversation, Mike? <laughs> uh, I've got some lovely jocks. Or maybe no. I'm not. Hey, mate, <laughs> if you like me, you've got to put them on back to front so they fit better. Right? That's right. That's exactly right. Now, now, we, no, now you drag me down to your level. Oh, <laughs> don't get him on the news.com, for God's sake. What, is, what was your latest conversation, uh, Glenn? What was your latest conversation? Tell me. Enlighten me. No, no, well, no, 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 mate, I'm just winding up. Why would I give... Why would I, no, 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 just, just sleep on it. No, look, seriously, mate. That's exactly what we want to do. That's mm. what I say we want to do. That's something that I have been running around the country for the last five years saying we need to have this ability. 
not a set rate, but where a contractor or a subcontractor or a company can go to whatever this body is that's not the bloody courts with all the lawyers and say, this so-and-so hasn't paid me or, he hasn't, mm. or they haven't paid me enough. And then they make a judgment and there's a law that says, do it or we'll smack you on the head with a lump of 4B2. That's the one. It, it's not hard. It, this is part of our standards conversation that we need. And we mm. need owner drivers at the table with us. And I, I can't be any clearer of it pushing this for, for the last, what, three, four years, saying we've got to have owner-drivers at the time. And I don't mean 6,000 owner-drivers, but someone who represents owner-drivers on the distant stuff, and we've got the TWU representing their owner-drivers uh, um, uh, locally, we know that, and the, the great forgotten um, cohort of those running interstate, intrastate, overnight and all that, need to be sat someone at the table with them and saying mm. this is what we need. And, and, you know, you can walk in there. It's not going to be hard. And, you know, some of the stuff I've heard about this, um, uh, these uh, not loading agents, what do you call them, Mick? What are they? Well, they're, they're load boards. That's what they call them. There's load, load boards. There's load yeah. boards. And, you know, I know of one example here in WA mm. where you should be able to go in there and say, regardless if you've got a 10-year-old Argosy or you've got the latest Kenworth or you've got the latest Mac or a six-year-old bloody scanner or whatever it may be, you mm. can't pay me the shit rate that you're offering and think that I can be safe, sustainable, viable and profitable. And then yeah. you have a backup arm that says to this so-and-so, we're going to prosecute you. Mm. You're not going to be able to take it out the truck driver's hide or the owner driver's hide or the company's hide. Well, these guys, in, my, in my mind, in my mind, these guys that are offering these insanely stupid, unsustainable rates. Uh, and it comes back to what I said before, what comes first, the stupidity or the desperation. Yeah. If they're offering these rates and they, in my opinion, and Gary Mahan said it when I talked to him, these guys are directly causing risk on our roads by doing yep. that. Mm, and therefore, absolutely. I think someone said to me, I can't recall who it was, uh, earlier today, he said to me, if they're causing risk to the loss of life and, and, and damage to our infrastructure, etc., on the roads, then they should be fined and not $5,000, but $50,000 or $100,000. Let's make these bastards sit up and take notice yeah. that uh, they just can't do it and be fair. It's just not right. Spot on, Mick. And the only way we can do this, mate, is when the industry starts saying, instead of hiding behind... Oh, CRSRT coming back. Forget that crap. Sit there yeah. and say, well, what can we do as an industry together? What the hell do we all agree on? It's not hard. Mm. It's really not hard. You've got transport associations now for the first time, mate. I oh, know there's been a few of them for many for the last many years, but now there's a, a greater groundswell. There's three organisations out there that just want to suppress rates and they, they, they want to stick up for the... Uh, for the rogues who are doing the wrong thing at the expense of their members. That's my interpretation of it. James, um, is there parliamentary privilege there? Oh, <laughs> mate, there's no Well, Craig, there's no secret. The Australian Trucking Association and I aren't mates, okay, for obvious reasons. Oh, so, And there's another two. Don't worry about that, mate. Where the others are saying, come on, we've got to do something. We've got to, you know... How do you defend if you have a if you're a member based organisation, and I worked for a member based organisation for 14 years after I come off the road, 
How do you defend someone doing the wrong thing at the expense of your members who are trying to do the right thing? Mm. And that's the question I pose right now. Someone well, yeah, please yeah. tell me. You'd have to have a pretty good spin doctor for that to uh, make sense, wouldn't you? Well, well, mate. This is why this is why the Australian Trucking Association Association is being isolated year in and year out from its own membership. It's no mm. secret. The members, the members of the association, the majority of them are very decent people. Now, let me say, I've got some very good friends and some respect for a lot of members of the ATA. I just don't have respect for their governance and the shit that comes out of their leadership. So, you know, it's pretty simple. Wow, well, I thought I was sitting in the Senate. Wow, then. is is that a shock? Is it? Or no, no, it's no it's shock. It's no shock. I'm just, I'm just shocked that we're saying it out loud. Yeah. Oh no, no. And, and let me just say this, mate. I think David Smith, the C, uh, the the uh, chair uh, president, is a very decent guy. But he all is. that crap, the crap that sits behind him, past presidents who all outnumber the voting uh, board now. It's it's uh, look it's just a it's a fair dinkum joke. It's not funny. Mm. Yeah, well, David's even sort of said that he's parking trucks now. So, yeah, well, he's a decent guy, mate. But there's a lot of uh, shall I say um, uh, dead wood behind him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, I I, I I struggle sometimes with uh, with what happens. I mean, you know, you know the ATA's got a problem. They can't agree when they don't say anything when all their members can't agree on something, they just run dead on an issue. So, you know, when, oh, when they're... Yeah, but they're, they're, look, they're state members. They're state members. They're made up of all the state organisations. Livestockies, all the state branches. Uh, TW pulled out, and I support the TW pulling out two years ago. Good on them. Why would you waste yeah. your money in there? Uh, you've got Nat Rhodes in there. These are all decent people. There's only a couple of clowns uh, who, are, who, who I think... Uh, you know, run the defence for those doing the wrong thing. And I'm, look, I'm not making this stuff up, guys. I'm mm -hmm. not making this up. Who would think that you would defend people doing the wrong thing? But anyway, and can I just say this too? And this is where we need to be really serious of what's going on and who represents who. The paperwork I have in front of me of the driver that's been working uh, seven, 8,000 kilometres a week, breaking fatigue by many hours, was on yeah. an ABM an ABN working for a company that, that proudly displays on its website that they are truck safe accredited. Mm. Do I have to go mm. any further? Well, let's put it this way, mate. Uh, truck safe accredited doesn't really mean very much these days, does it? Well, they've not only truck safe, they've survived um, in, in that period probably three uh, audits on mm. fatigue management as well. Yeah. So how, like, it's a cover-up. It's fraud, on on you know they've, they've been, it's tax evasion. There's so many levels here. That, Wage theft. Yeah, it, like why and and no one's interested. I I can't believe yeah. it. Like, yeah. why is there an authority that just walks in and shuts them down? It's unbelievable. Well, can we talk about something positive now? Anyway, righto. Um, let's go. Let's. Have you seen the uh, Volvo that Cuba got about to launch in Adelaide? Have you, Glenn? Uh, no. <laughs> he doesn't Howard. sound positive on that. Yeah, no, I'm going to sound positive. Well, Just Volvo's shut a good up, truck. Shut okay, up for a moment, right, tech guy. Shut up for a moment, tech guy. You're about to be educated. Right. 
This Volvo is being powered by a 720-horsepower Dana electric motor, right, with the Janus electric battery system on it, and it has been constructed at the uh, at the Janus plant at Berkeley Vale in New South Wales. Australian-made batteries, Australian-made technicians, wow. the Volvo truck, and it is going to be towing three trailers out of Adelaide uh, at a gross weight of, I think it's 120 tonnes, I think. It is going to be the heaviest rated electric truck in the world built in Australia, and I don't care who you are, Lex Forsyth and his offsiders deserve a bloody great round of applause because we are on the world map of electric trucks. Wow. That was, uh, that's been, uh, that's, it's up on, I won't, I don't mind saying it, it's a story on the Big Rigs news site today. I was talking to Lex uh, yesterday, I've just written a story which has been published in New Zealand Trucking Magazine about the log truck that's running around in Mount Gambia now. If we can't get behind Lex and what they're doing in this country, mate, we've got some serious issues. It is the best thing going. It's the best idea I've ever seen about anything to do with trucking recently. Where's he running to, mate? Uh, It's a mine. Let me see if I can find the story and I'll just quote from the story. So while you're doing that, I just want to know, does the battery last all the way up and back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And how far is it? 170 k's uh, one way. Mm. Uh, and it's. Uh, mm. I'll get the story, so I'm not telling you any lies. I'll just go to the bigrigs.com.au website. They used to. Uh, you got to watch out when he's on the internet, too, Glenn. Yeah. Is, is, Here we is go. Another promotion. World, <laughs> world first electric triple road train launches in South Australia. New South Wales based startup Janus Electric. Well, you can't really call them a startup anymore. They've been going for a while. They've partnered with mining giant Oz Minerals and Cube to trial the world's first electric triple road train in South Australia. They've converted an FH16 8x6 prime mover. It's going to start work in May, cutting three shipping containers of copper concentrate from Oz Minerals, the uh, Carapatina mine to the Wyala port, 165k trip. Initially, the, tr- the truck will be running the 720 horsepower Dana motor and the 620-hour kilowatt-hour battery, and they're expecting to have it running 24/7 when the routes are opened up and the drivers are all trained up, etc. I have got no doubt from the things that I've seen that this thing will work. And a little dicky bird tells me there won't be a problem with uh, seven and a half ton over the steers. Is that right? That's about the size of it, mate. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, it, to me, if you look at what Lex has done and and the guys at uh, Janus have done, and the fact that they're going to start putting these charging change and uh, charge stations out there, all the rest of it, for me, they're saying, you know, we've had guys hanging shit on electric trucks forever, saying they're never ever going to do any serious work. It doesn't get much more serious than towing three trailers. Well, Doesn't. you've got to tip your hat to Lex, mate. He's having a crack at it, isn't he? Yeah, and, and I can't understand. I mean, you remember the issues that they had with the, with the uh, the weight over the steer and everything when they were trying to get that Western Star sorted out, mate. And a damn near I mean, I, I don't think Lex had a hair left in his head. And all it, all it took to fix that was a little change, stroke of the pen to fix That's that right. stuff. 
in Europe, they run an 11 ton on the steer. It just doesn't make any sense, some of the rules that we have sometimes. But anyway, that's just it. The project's yeah. been called Vision Electric, and uh, two partners, along with Janice, are going to make this thing fly. I'm, I'm looking very much to see Lex up at the truck show. We're going to have a bit of a chat about it, and I'll be very, very happy to, to interview him. I think he's done amazing things in trucks. The, it's only $150-odd thousand to convert an electric truck um, up there at uh, that and uh, read the story on big rigs, or you can read my story in New Zealand Trucking Magazine about the log truck in South Australia. Get all the information on that. So that's um, mate, that's tremendous. When you when you consider it costs you seventy thousand for a rebuild. Yeah. Well, I had a joke with Lex. I said when we ought to get an old uh, an old Mac Super Rider or an LTL and repair it. He thought we'd both get our throats cut if we did that, though. Probably. <laughs> Is there any LTLs left? There are a few kicking around, mate. There are a few. I, I've heard there's one in your shed. There's <laughs> two, mate. I don't know about an LTL. Almighty, jeez. I'll tell you what, when you talk about electric trucks, that's great. That, that is and good on Lex. And I'm just thinking, I, I've seen it on the Camworth, I've seen photos of it. It'd be yep. interesting to see how it fits into the Volvo. So I'm I'm coming blind here. Well, mate, you have to tilt the cap and get it out. What happens? No, when you have a look at the website, uh, go go to bigrigs.com.au, and I used to say that all the time when they sponsored the podcast, right? You did. Yeah. Um, go to bigrigs.com.au and check out the story. My good mate James Graham, the editor's written the, written the, uh, written the story. There's a beautiful photo. Of the uh, Volvo, uh, Volvo there with the the batteries that are sort of mounted high above the above the um, chassis rails at the back uh, uh, between well above where the fuel tank would be. Obviously, they've got a little oh, bit of a length okay. issue in that chassis there. They need to keep it at a certain length to keep it all uh, keep it all legal. But um, normally, they put the battery packs in down where the fuel tanks would go. Well, those uh, FHs particularly the tri-drive ones, are only got little fuel tanks on so there wasn't enough room. So they've mounted them a little bit higher, but the electric engine and everything would be in under the cap. And if you look at the story that I wrote in New Zealand Trucking Magazine, if you go there and have a look at that, there's all pictures of the... I took, uh, uh, I took, Lex took pictures of all the electric motors and things for me. And uh, you can see how it all fits in because... The modular design of these trucks, the beautiful part about it is all these trucks run OEM components in different makes and models of trucks that are that are um, interchangeable. So you've got that same footprint of area, you've got to fit a motor in, it doesn't matter, the chassis rails, the chassis rails are all the same width apart, and that's why this system works so well, because you've just got to take out the OEM bits drop the electric motor in, which they've got the cradle and everything for, and it just takes the footprint of the old engine. Unbelievable. And 720 horses. 700, 720 horsepower. They're, they're a little bit down on the torque. They're only 2,500 newton metres of torque. The older engine was much higher on the torque, over 3,000 newton metres of torque. But 2,500 newton metres, 720 horsepower, the 12-speed Volvo box... And 
I don't think you'll go too wrong. The problem with the, the problem with these things is you can't have a manual transmission in front of them because you'll just test the weakest link of the drive line if you do that. Mm. So, uh, so. It would pull the skin off a rice pudding, wouldn't it? Well, sorry, what was that? I said it would pull the skin off a rice pudding. I think it might, mate. I think I, mm. I actually think it it, it uh, would do the job quite admirably. And, and the, the, the all the good part about it, this is the thing people don't understand about electric trucks in general, but the Lex uh, Forsyth Janus trucks, is that you lose all that OEM crap out of there that causes you all the grief. So you lose... <laughs> don't know what. <laughs> well, you lose the radiators. No more radiator leaks. No more coolant leaks. You don't have to buy coolant anymore. You don't need it. No more no more turbos, turbo actuators. None of, none of that crap. That's all gone. No more wastegate issues. No more leaking air to airs, rooting Drop. up your fuel economy. Drop liners. <laughs> Sorry? Drop liners. Yeah, nothing. None, none of that stuff. No more B-service because you don't have to do a B-service on it. Oh, boring. So so there's no more, you know, you're not buying uh, $100 worth of bloody oil every time you turn around. There's no heat. These things run 40% cooler than a regular diesel motor. So 40% you know, cooler? Jeez. 40% cooler. So... I should get a job. I should work for Lex. I should sell trucks. I should sell electric trucks. I was going to say, it. are we getting paid for this one too? No. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> and if you're not by tomorrow, you should give it to me. Jesus, there's a good out in here. Oh, look, no, seriously. I, I, when I first started hearing about Lex's trucks a couple of years ago, I had a big laugh. Andy and I got on, we talked about it. Because remember, it was about the time when they started doing that e-racing and the these cars couldn't do the distance because they ran out of power, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I was taking the piss out of it, and Andy and I went mental on it, and we started making stupid noises and you know, reckoned that Lex probably should get an E9, and you can't imagine Andy and I being stupid, can you? So I, I finally managed to talk to Lex and, and, and got and had a look at these things and learned how they worked and learned what they were doing. And as I started it more and more, Having been an owner-driver and having to pay for the maintenance on all this stuff and, and writing a few checks, I realised that this thing, once they roll it out properly and get these charges change stations about the place, if you've got an application where you can use one of these things, they are half the price to run of a regular diesel truck. They'll do the same job. And to me, as a businessman, that makes sense. I, I think they have their place and they will grow. Look, that's the path, mm. you know. Once we had horses, you know, now we're yeah. electric vehicles. So things yeah. will change. And square wheels. Yeah. And square wheels. Yeah. So I've, I've, just, what... I've just received a text from Ke- uh, from Kendall. Have you? Yeah. Where is he? Has he got my pal already? I don't know. I'll try to bring him in here. Might go to a tune, actually. You're going to hang on here for a bit, Glenn, and come back after uh, the... We... Uh, I, I will, mate, but I'm just, yes, I'm just going to start cooking my tea because I'm bacheloring at the moment. But oh, the so am hit. I. If you've been abandoned sure. too. No, no, my wife's run off because, like I said, I've come back from Vietnam. They've all got COVID. She's no. not yeah. had it. And I don't blame her. And she went, beauty, I'll see you when your five days is up. Right, eh? <laughs> but I don't blame her. I wouldn't want to stay with me either. Well, if you want to stay on the line, you go and cook your dinner. We'll uh, might go. No, no, because then you'll all bag me out. So 
so I'll stay no, on the line. You stay on the line. We might go to a tune. We might see if we can find Yogi. Uh, he's obviously on his phone somewhere here because he keeps texting everybody. And uh, we'll be back shortly. We might hear from a, a band here, Mike, that I reckon you would like. Would you? Only because only of the name. Okay, what's the name? Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> You'd have to be into that, wouldn't you? I love Bare Naked Ladies, man. Right. Really? We'll be back. It's been a week since you looked at me. Cock your head to the side and I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying, get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. I realized it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you. Yesterday, you've forgiven me. But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Hold it now, I want to hoodwink. Does it make you stop think? You'll think you're looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallow Swiss. I like the sushi, cause it's never touch a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Speak like Leanne rhymes, because I'm all about value. Thirty campers got the mad hits. You try to match wits, you try to hold me, but I bust through. Gonna make a break and take a pick. I like a sink and make a shake. I like vanilla, it's the finest of the flavors. Gonna see the jokers and you'll know the vertigo is gonna go, cause it's so dangerous. You'll have to sign a waiver. Can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad? Trying hard not to smile, though I feel bad. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Can't understand what I mean, well, you soon will. I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve. I have a history of taking off my shirt. It's been one week since you looked at me. Threw your up in the air and you crazy. Five days since you tackled me. I still got the reverence on both my knees. It's been three days since the afternoon. You realize it's not my fault, but a moment too soon. Yesterday you've forgiven me. And now I'll sit back and wait till you say you're sorry. Not in the toilet, just went to the shed, got a rump can, just heading out back out of the shed, so walking out of the shed. Yeah. A rum a rum can. Yeah, oh yeah, is that better? We're sitting out the front now. Yeah, it is a bit better, isn't it? Yeah, me and our dog we just wandered out the shed. I just yeah, just turned turned the big big horse off and uh 
Yeah, just got home and caught the tail end of a fairly uh, fairly interesting conversation, and uh, we do like mates that can talk the talk and walk the walk, and mm. definitely uh, Senator Stirl can. Oh, he was going to hang around, but I think I think no, he's still here. But I think he might be cooking. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, <coughs> he, he, I've had dinner, and he went. He's going to have dinner because remember we're in the proper time over here in the west. The so, proper, yeah. proper, yeah, yeah, proper yeah. time. Yeah, proper time. Right. Oh, we haven't got stupid time anymore. It's all been Caesar, right? We're only a couple of hours in front over there. So. Yeah, did you like that Edison stuff? I sent you Edison Motor Company. So put... I had a bit of a look at it, but it's not the changing charge system. It's not like the Janus system. It's, it's electric trucks, certainly, but it's not quite the same. Yeah, correct. So they're, they're trying to trial that all around the world, and, and I've got a mate that's dead keen on the technology coming into Australia, but I don't think they'll allow it. So I've got a good mate of mine that actually wants to do it, that's signed up to do it. To, uh, to do, to do what? what? To do what Edison Motors are doing, you know, well, they convert older trucks. Hey, have his truck converted? Yeah, because that's what you were talking about—an LTL, and it's prompting yeah. you going, "Well, they're putting it in old Kenworth, you know, like they're converting old trucks." Yeah, they are. Yeah. When I was talking to Lex about it, he was saying, "But the only thing that stops them from doing uh, older trucks is the wiring looms." And I said to him, "Well, you know, you can get a wiring loom, mate." He said, "You absolutely can." Yeah. So. There's nothing, there'd be nothing to stop you from doing it if you wanted to do it. You could do it. Absolutely yeah. do it. Because all the running gear is all the same. All the diffs, the suspensions, the steering boxes, axles, chassis rails. You know, there's nothing wrong with the cabs. You get a, a, an LTL with a good cab on it, they look good. I mean, they still look good, those trucks. They really do. Yeah, well, they're definitely square enough and big enough, aren't they? Oh, I love LTLs, mate. Have you ever driven one? No, I haven't got them too big. <laughs> really? <laughs> the steering wheel's too big, and I've got too big a gap, so we can't drive an LTL. I'll no, I have, I have, I've I've driven uh, LTX. Is there an yeah. LTX? Is there an yeah. RMX? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I have, yeah. I have in, in the past, not for long, about a day or two here and a day or two there, and but yeah. never actually oh. had the honour of steering an LTL. But uh, I've got a couple of good mates that have got LTLs, and. Uh, very, very nice-looking bits of kit, you know, old-school trucking down there, Jimmy Brown. He, uh, and there's another one floating around Melbourne, and I will, it'll come out soon, and I won't say much. Mm. Okay. Well, we've got another caller here. Um, who have we got here? Mark from Hay. How are you? G'day, Mark. How's, Mark how's old Hay going? Yeah, not too bad. Not too um, bad? I have a special guest on my radio show tonight. Yeah. Um, right. He's got a, a YouTube channel. And yeah. he, his name, um, it's Crossroads Family Trucking. Right, eh? And, and he's I had on your a show tonight. Bit, I had a bit of a chat to him, and it was excellent just having a yak about life on the road and everything. Mm. Dave, I've got to ask, Mark, did you get your hat? No, not yet. All right, we better get on the big fella about that. <laughs> uh, that's how, which big fella is that? That'd be you, big fella. You're the biggest one fella of here, isn't no it? One said any, no one said anything to me about a hat or a gavel. Yeah, we did. we did. We did. I remember it now. Yeah. Mark is the first caller. Yeah, Yogi's all over it. 
So anyway, we'll yeah. get your hat to you then. I, if... well, I, I didn't get any details to post a hat out anywhere. No, anyway, we'll have this discussion in the production meeting off air, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Mike right. apologises for not sending your hat out. I do. Right. I, I apologise unreservedly for something I knew absolutely nothing about. Yeah, yeah. Mark. So where, where can we can we listen back to you, Mark? What, what's your what's your what's your frequency? Um, ninety two point one AFM. AFM. Yep. Right. So they check it out. Ninety two point one on AFM, and uh, have a little scroll back to the story you just done about the trucking trucking yeah. industry. How's um, How's everything out of high at the moment? Um, it's going pretty, pretty um, nice at the moment. Um, it's a little bit cold tonight, but other than that, yeah, um, it's pretty nice during the day. Funny, funny enough, our feed run was on our back truckers on a on a rerun last night that we went to hay and and all that, which was a few years ago now. So it's quite a contrast from say four, four or so years ago we done that feed run into hay and. And um, Dubbo and, and yeah, and, and all points in between, and parks and falls, and we're at Tamworth. We ended up we went all through there, and uh, now it's probably probably a bit too wet across the high plains. I would imagine. It's green out there. It was underwater for a bit there, uh, not long ago. I oh, know. It's just uh, my daughter was saying the other day we need to do another feed run. There's no real point. They probably need to bring feed over to the west. No, you know, we're, we're doing all right out here before we run that. Everyone starts ringing in. We're doing all right here in the west. It has broken a season over here. It's probably a bit early over here. We've, we're broken generally. The season breaks in May, but we're broken in probably broken in April over here. So everybody's smiling pretty nicely here in the west. I think at the moment. Mm. Exactly. And no, I love love the show, guys. And yeah, keep up the great work that you do. Good on you. Doing the trackies, and it's excellent to have you guys on. Ah, we have we have a crack. Looks like we're going to be having a regular Wednesday waffle. Is that the plan? Is it great? Well, <laughs> we had this conversation earlier about the waffle, and I said you can waffle on, and I, was, I did explain that Yogi probably had a recipe for the perfect waffle. Oh, I probably could, but do you know what waffle is in Western Australia? No. Football. West, West Australian oh, football league. Good God. West, West, there you Australian. go. Yeah. The West Australian yeah, Female Football League that no one watches. No, not Ooh. the Female Football Ooh. League. Well, well, that stands for Waffle as well, but the Waffle is the West Australian Football League. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, can you cook a waffle? Yeah. Um, not really. Oh, Mark can. <laughs> Mark can. Oh, if you're in Hay, you'd be able to cook a waffle. <laughs> do you want to do you want to know me Texas waffle story? Oh, oh God. Do, do we really? Yeah, oh, so right. anyway, we get out over in Texas, right? Yeah, about a week ago, whatever it was, a week and a half ago, we missed. We didn't miss our flight. They made us miss our flight by sitting on the runway. So 10 minutes we missed the flight in Sydney. So they held us over in Texas. So we find a motel. We get up in the morning. The motel's got breakfast, right? So we get in at 1 o'clock in the morning into this motel and they finish breakfast at 9.30. So we agreed to meet down at the breakfast at about 9 o'clock, quarter past 9. Have a bit of a sleepy and see what happens. So we get down there. <laughs> And it was sitting there. The three of us were sitting there. Simon from Next Journey and, and Buck from uh, yeah from from another company. And uh, and we were sitting there. And uh, the waffle iron is shaped like Texas. Right, no. right, fantastic. And I said, look, check this out, boys. How good is that? So nine thirty one, 
I stand up to go and make my waffle as big as Texas. Yeah. And I was promptly told that the waffle iron had been turned off because breakfast right. finished at 9.30. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, like it's, it's, it's 9.32 now. And she's like, nah, it's all finished at 9.30. And I'm like, oh, so I didn't get my Texas-shaped waffle. Yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that uh, that character in that movie falling down now. I oh, know. I just want breakfast. Yeah. I just want breakfast. Yeah, before nine thirty. Yeah, nine thirty-two. I'm standing there at nine thirty-two, going, I just want a waffle. Yeah. Like, like why can't I have a Texas waffle? And she's like, No, you can't. Because like, it's nine thirty-two. Because it was 9.30, yeah, because it was past 9.30. Like, we've been sitting there since 10 past 9, just chatting away and figuring out what we were going to do for the day because they're 24 well, hours off in Texas. It's your own fault, then. You could have been making waffles at 10 past 9. Well, you're right. You could have been. Correct. But I thought I'd have a bit of yogurt first and a bit of, you know, a bit of fruit, and then I'll end up with a waffle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, well those waffles you were talking about with the bloody chicken on them. Oh yeah, so that's chicken and waffles. That's a different story because you can get chicken and waffles everywhere. That 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 was pretty good. Like you can have chicken and waffles everywhere, or French bread, French toast, and chicken right. for breakfast one morning. French toast and chicken. Yeah, French toast oh, yeah. and fried that chicken. That can't be right. French toast and fried chicken strips, like chicken tender, ten tenderloins, or chicken tenders, oh, or whatever they are. You know. Oh, don't knock it, Steve. At it. Like, I mean, we all sit up and have bacon and eggs and all that. Like. Not bad. I mean, yeah. I, 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 you couldn't do it every day, but Jesus was, you know, plenty of energy because the amount of bloody Canadian maple syrup I put on it, you know. So. Yeah, Sorry. well, if, if you'd have taken me to Texas with you, like I thought, you know, I, mean, I, I just sort of put my hand up and said, I'll go. I'll work <laughs> on the stand all day for free. All yeah. I want is waffles and bloody chicken tenders for breakfast. Yeah. I won't cheat. Yeah, I know, but you got a busted shoulder, so you're no good at carrying bags, so you're out. Oh, well, that won't, that won't be the case next year, mate. We'll get my shoulder fixed on Friday. I'm going to have plenty of drugs, but I've had some beers on Saturday night, and you can get out. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll be up the road Saturday night, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I reckon we'll be all go. It's a bit, bit Yeah, because we're just talking about that weather breaking over here in the West, and yeah. little, bit, little bit everyone gets a bit jumpy when there's a bit of precipitation in the air, and... Uh, and you rightly got a bit so. Of gear to move about. Yeah, I have. Yeah, got plenty going on. So yeah. doing a bit of truck hopping at the moment between the two. And um, but yeah, yeah no, we're happy. We've got enough to go. So right. yeah. Well, apparently we've got to make an apology to to Mark Brown. Why? Oh, because apparently I cut off cut off uh, a song, Goanna. Did you? Did that? Anyway. Oh, Brown, he was singing in the background. He yeah, well, he, he only texted. He could ring in and say good day, but. He anyway, couldn't ring in and finish the song. We've still got, well, still got Glenn on the phone here somewhere, but I think he's gone really? off cooking dinner. He said yeah, he was no, going no, to get I'm, dinner. I'm listening. I'm listening. Oh, yeah, you're listening, I'm Glenn. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm cooking one-handed. I've got the wife chasing me. She's right. an answer. She's probably thinking, what is this prick up to? Uh, no, no, I can do this. Yeah, right. Yeah, how good is it, Glenn? How good is the weather in the west at the moment? A couple of late little high twenties, you know, just a just a little hang on for summer at the moment in in Western Australia. Look, twenty six down here in the yeah. southern part of Western Australia on Saturday, I think it is. Beautiful weather. Yogi, let's rub it in, mate. I'm I'm sitting at home isolating because of a long story. I'm not allowed out till 
uh, yeah. tomorrow. And I'm making the most of it out the back, mate. Very short. <laughs> I, got a, I got a set with no sleeves. I got no thongs. And I'm doing some good behaving and I'm having a ball. I've mowed the lawn. The weather's magnificent here, mate. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It's great. Well, it's only, it's only a little bit rainy here. Like, sometimes it rains, sometimes it doesn't. Oh, only a little bit rainy. It's like, I'm out the front. It's beautiful. I mean, the dog is sitting on the veranda out the front. A little bit cooler down here in the south, you know. It's a few degrees cooler than Perth, but we're okay with it, Danny. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, uh, now that you've joined us, Yogi, and we've had we've had the uh, the delight of our mate Glenn Steele on the on the show here for a while. We've we've ripped up, we've solved all the problems in transport in Australia. What have yep. you got there, mate? No, nothing, nothing more to add. You boys are all over it. I was listening on the way home in the truck, and uh, yeah, you're uh, yeah, all sorted. It's it's good to hear. It's good to hear. We know you've got the passion there, uh, so it's good to hear you know the passion come out in 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 a relaxed form, I suppose. You know, to be honest, on the radio, so it's, oh, um, it's relaxed. It's another. So yeah. yeah, well, that's not hard to do. <laughs> Anyone can do that. Yeah, pretty highly strung. You want to go get that shoulder sorted out and maybe unwind a few of them knots in your shoulder or something, you know? So, mm. <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, it's good to hear. You know, like we we hear a lot of a uh, lot of lot of Glenn stuff in in the media uh, and in you know different parts. So it's good to hear a bit relaxed and straight to the point. Yeah. Well, I'm double yogi because I've gone further. What have you What have you done now? <laughs> no, no, I've been naming names. Oh, I know, I know. It's good, and look, you know, there needs to be more, more of it, and uh, we we're opening up this forum for that reason. You know, look, we want to be an independent, uh, independent truck journalist is what we're sort of aiming for that covers the trucking industry, and uh, if we can get some big punches and little punches, and we can make a, a decent fight. You know, so it's, uh, it's what it's big and small. We love them all. Big and small, we love them all. There's no doubt, like trucks, mate. Big and small, we love them all. So. Speaking of which, I've got the biggest truck in Western Australia pulling the littlest barrel in Western yeah. Australia. <laughs> I'm standing out the front here looking at me black. So, so you, you say you love thing. them all, but you've both had a bit to say about my 104 this morning. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa. So, so we're not knocking your big trucks, but, you yeah. know. <laughs> we, we shot by it. Anyway, you, 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 look, it's, it's all good. They have yeah. their place. You know how damaged I am when it comes to 104s, and you just keep bringing it up, don't you? I do, because I need to get this story out there one day that it's well publicised, and and it's got to have some pictures, and I want to recreate the whole scenario, Mike. (laughs) You might need further (laughs) surgery after it. I'm traumatised already just (laughs) even thinking about it. I don't know if Stel knows the story or not. No, tell me. No, he's cooking steak. I, I had a, I, I used to own a couple of one oh fours, Glenn. K one oh fours. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had them I had them doing changeovers between uh, Melbourne and Adelaide when when um, uh, when they were making cars in Australia at the plant here in Elizabeth and we used to cart mm-hmm. stuff with Tol Auto and we were running backwards and forwards. Anyway, one of my drivers couldn't drive. Long story, very short. One of my drivers couldn't drive one night, but he was a cab clean freak. I'm sure you know the type. He polished everything. Clean freak. 
yeah, yeah. He published everything. I think he walked around with a rag and a can of arm roll in his hand when he was doing nothing else. You know, it was ridiculous. And I'd put the paperwork, I'd done the changeover, and I put the paperwork on the engine cover, and it sort of blew off and, and went into the passenger footwell, and I, I, I sort of leaned over to try and grab the, the, the paperwork over the engine arm, and I slipped off, and I ended up face first in the passenger footwell in the 104, and there's nothing to grab hold of to pull yourself back up. Bloody armour all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I stuck there with my face pressed up against the little viewing door on the, the viewing window on the bottom of the door. Jeez, you're frightened some school kids. <laughs> and you, and you, you know the size of Mike, don't you? We we, we all know Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big I'm, unit to be head first in the footwell of the passenger seat of an aeronaut. <laughs> and, and his ass hanging out the driver's side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These mockers are swinging in the breeze. We can laugh about it now. We can laugh about it now. It's funny now, right? And I even laugh about it now, but I couldn't get up. I couldn't bloody grab hold of anything. Every time I tried to grab hold of anything, my bloody hands put on it. My arm was Jeez, that could have been a great chance for him to get a pay rise in it while you were in that position. <laughs> I'm screaming my tits off trying to get something to come and open the door. So I end up going face forward, like going open the door for me, but... It, uh, I was traumatised, and every time, every time now, uh, Craig gets a chance, he brings it up. He reckons he's going to get a photo of my face upside down and put it on the buddy window of his car, of his truck. Oh, he's one Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just for a laugh. Yeah. Long I just, the, I just want to read Craig with the tracky decks halfway down oh. the crack on the driver's side. <laughs> I just want to recreate <laughs> the scene of him oozing out the passenger's door. Now, now, can we confirm or deny? Did, I mean, it is a retirement run. Did you have moccasins on when you were doing Adelaide Melbourne changeover? Absolutely, moccasins and a cardigan, mate. <laughs> oh, Bit speechless with the cardigan. <laughs> oh, moccasins on now. I'm out the front with my moccasins on. No, I love, oh. it. <laughs> love you know, it. You know what they say, mate? I, I think it was a certain buddy question and answer thing going on at a conference I heard one time about if you were a 909 driver, what did you think? Uh, and everyone's looking at me going, mocking that. Yeah. Someone actually got the answer, though. Slippers. Yeah, yeah they did, didn't they? That yeah. was a yeah. I've got my best time on our slippers on there, you know. Have you? Yeah. I'll tell you what, guys, that beats my... Uh, Ugg boots once I got to Carnarvon when I was coming down when I was running Darwin with my shorts on. Yeah. <laughs> you, you win the moccasins, mate. Ugg boots and shorts. I've got a set of Uggies in the cupboard. Yeah, but it's Darwin runners but, have that, mate. Yeah, but they're northern runners. You've got to understand them northern runners. They're like anything under 30 is freezing cold. They've got to put the Ugg boots on. <laughs> yeah. I still wear the shorts. Yeah. Mate, when I ran it, when I ran it, <laughs> I've got a mate that's because uh, now the bridge is shut up north, right? As we understand, you know, and it's slowly opening up, and we're getting to that point. But I got a mate that's running south at the moment, carting a bit of grain, and he hasn't never turned the heater taps on his C- on his C fifteen cat. He's going. He rings me the other day. He said, "Are we in winter yet?" I said, "No, but we're still in sort of some kind of cool weather, you know. We haven't hit the middle of winter down here in the deep south." And he's going, "Holy shit! I don't reckon I'll be here for that long." Uh, <laughs> turn, turn and heater taps on in um in April. 
in the oh, West. Well, he hadn't turned them on. He's never turned them on. Never turned that, them. that truck's run Darwin and North Queensland its whole life. It's a 90... 95, 9, 950. It's just run down on its whole life. Well, <laughs> You're both turning the buddy heater taps on now. Anything could happen. I did. I turned mine on yesterday. Both trucks got the heater taps turned on, both of them, yesterday. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you can drive two trucks at once? I can't drive two at once, but I am truck hopping at, truck at the moment. Hopping. Yeah, in the one, out of one. In the one, out of one. Ooh. That's because he, he doesn't know how to pull a bloody turntable handle to change the bloody trailers. That's what that is. <laughs> that drop deck's no, probably attached I'm... to it, to the other one. Hey, no? sorry? Yeah, that's right. Hey, Yogi, do you feel like you're playing up? What's that, mate? Do you feel like you're playing up, hopping between two trucks or what? <laughs> hopping between, I don't know, leave one. I was saying the other day, like, so I washed, I washed the black one and I washed the blue Hilux and I washed the, I washed the Land Cruiser. And the purple one was just sitting in the corner looking at me going, you're going to wash me? You better wash me. Don't leave me dirty in the corner. And I did. I left her there till Sunday and I give her a wash on Sunday. She got a special wash. So life is pretty good. So you're right. You do feel a bit a bit, bit, bit like you're cheating. You're seeing other women. But yeah. just okay. So did, did she get just a spray with a bit of truck wash and a pressure wash? Or did you get a no. broom? Wash, was there a broom? Proper Proper sponge, proper sponge on PJ, like right, yeah, proper okay. wash. So, yeah. Did you give Did you give her a kiss when you were finished? Uh, always. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I'm not the only one that does this. Oh, that's, there's no shock there, you know. Like yeah, like, she's always looking at me and I'm looking at her. So, you know. <laughs> oh, she's yeah. not going to have to turn my microphone off here. <laughs> You'll have, you'll have to get the polish out soon before you head over this way for the, uh, the casino truck show. Yeah, yeah, casino, yeah. I was to say Brisbane truck show, probably first, but I'm not too sure what we're doing for Brisbane. We'll bring one of them over. I might even, mm. might even bring them. Take the big black one across the paddock and see what happens. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Don't know. Got a set of tippers here you could hook on to. Yeah, yeah I'd love yeah. to. love to do a bit of tip work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one, though, please. One, Just one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're struggling with two. We need three these days. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what you can do. We can get uh, we can get the uh, PBS situation. And if you've got a million dollars, you can go and do PBS and compete with the big boys. Oh, did you yeah, say right. did you say million? Yes. What are you, you are just running one trailer then? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Think you might need a bit more than a million. Now we now I'll go somewhere with that with with with. with uh, with you, Glenn. Like, you know, you, you've been around the West Australian industry for a long time, the West Australian trucking industry. You were talking, you boys were giving me cheek about, and I don't know how to pull the turntable. One truck's got a three-and-a-half-inch pin and the other one's got a two-inch pin. Now, why is WA three-and-a-half-inch? Because uh, we just like to have everything bigger than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> the There's no other reason to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I I've cannot got, think of so any other. Well, first time I've heard someone brag about three and a half inches. Yeah, all is, well, they're, 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 they're big. They're bigger than two, two, you know. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, dear, dear. It's a bit odd, isn't it? You know, look, and, and, and people that don't know, but they'll know now that, yeah, you sort of in the West, we the most common turntable in West Australia is three and a half inch pin or 90, yeah. 90 mil. Yeah, 90 mil. 90, 90 mil pin. Three and a half. Yeah. Most discouraging thing about buying a truck from the West. Yeah, exactly. Let me know because I want a turntable off it. 
So my because I run east with a purple one, I've kept it at two inch because I right. run into the eastern states. You know, you never quite know, you know, if your trailer needs to be moved or what the go is. So, mm. yeah, a bit odd, then. It is a bit odd. Mm. But then again, you're you're odd, so. <laughs> no, we're the leaders of the pack over here. Well, I've, I've told you several Absolutely. times. I'm very concerned about the tallness of your, uh, the, the height of your exhaust pipes on your, on your truck. That concerns me a little bit because mainly because you want it to go and cart chemical, will it? And you want it to get under the gantry. Why don't you raise your gantry? Nah, you got to be, you got to be under under three point eight over here. You do pulling a barrel three point eight. Shut the gate. Why would you do that? Like, why, why don't you raise everything up? Like, well, sometimes it's hard to raise things up, mate. So it's very, very, very <laughs> difficult to get. Why? <laughs> well, sometimes when you get a bit older, it's just one of those things in life. So we had this little discussion about my shed. My shed, my stacks and my shed never fitted in my door because the door didn't quite go. So I, I was going to raise the shed, not cut the stack. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, we had we I raised the door. I was I was no way known. I was cutting the pipes. They're at four point two and four point five, and that's and where they stay. You know, you know what, you know what, you just cut them off, just level with the top of the sleeper on the on the on your aerodyne sleeper. Rain caps, six inch pipes, mate, is a retro cool look. Yeah, but short stacks, short stacks. I mean, we didn't order a little half stack of chicken and waffles. We want full stacks. Oh, short stacks, all right. Sake. It's See, we've had this discussion. You don't know what's cool at school, and I understand what's a little bit cooler at school, all right? So he actually yeah. admitted that the other day, too, didn't he? Dude, there was in a discussion, in a production he meeting. Said, I, he said, and this, you won't hear these words very often, I don't know. What's cool? Yeah. You said that, <laughs> didn't you, Mike? Did, I, can you believe that, Glenn? I don't know. <laughs> I did. I said, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then I said, don't worry about it, mate. She'll be right. She'll be right. And then you done a backflip, and then we hung up. Mm. What do you mean I did a backflip? Because <laughs> you don't like that. No, don't worry about it, mate. So good, so good, so good, so good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll sort it out. So good, I, I so told good. you, mate. I'm starting, to get, I'm starting to get used to it now. I'm just going to say, it's all right. Correct. Yogi's going to take care of it. I don't need to worry about it. That's all good. Correct. Mm. He's taken all some good. big steps of late. I oh, know. We're so proud of our little Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking him all grown up now. I know. <laughs> He's come a long way. Oh. Are you going to be allowed to go out unsupervised soon? No, that no. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Hey, Yogi, we're, we're going to have, like, let, let no. have arguments like... Let him be unsupervised on the podcast. We're going to have arguments like mums and dads here, Yogi. No, yeah. no, he's not None. allowed to go out on his own No, yet. we're not on the same page. Go on, Mike, go out on the podcast. <laughs> you can go unsupervised. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, when Andy was editing the podcast, he was my conscience, you know, he was my Jiminy Cricket. And yeah. I and I and I reckon he saved me um, thousands potentially because when we first started I used to go hard on everything. Mm. No. So you reckon yeah, no. just thousands? Oh, oh, hundreds of thousands yeah. probably. So at least with your podcast you can uh, edit it? You can. Yeah, and this is this is where I'll let go of the magic word there before. Uh, did you hear that, Yogi? No, I didn't actually. He let that. the no, F word I... go. I did. 
family show. Well, I dropped, an, I dropped an F-bomb. Yeah. Oh, see, lawyer up again. Better get yourself a lawyer, son. Better get I've a already, real good one. I've already texted him. On oh, Steen boy. Right so, uh, what's going on? You're still there, are you, Glennie? You, just, uh, you, you better go and eat his steak. You better go and leave him with dinner. No, no, look, guys, I'm hanging in there, but look, this is the truth. I've had the wife trying to ring me, and of course, I'm not answering because I'm on this uh, magnificent uh, conversation, (laughs) and she's probably thinking that fat prick's jumped the back fence, he's taken (laughs) off to the Federal Hotel in Fremantle with his mate Smokey, and he's on the ale. So I'm going to have to give her a call back very shortly. So right. no, love, I'm right. still isolating. I'm still isolating. Just before, you, just before you go, mate, you're yep. heading back to Canberra very shortly and uh, you'll be meeting with Carol and uh, and the rest of the colleagues there. We've got a few things. Have you got anything going on? When are you going to get your, uh, your mate Berkey and get this buddy, this stuff all sorted out? Uh, wheels are in motion now, gentlemen. The second round of the IR is off and running. The conversations right. are now have to, we're told very clearly, as reaching out to industry. The argument yep. that is going on at the moment is who is industry? Depends who you talk to. If you talk to still, industry is uh, the usual suspects, being a cross mix of uh, industry associations, predominantly state based, uh, yep. and one or two others. And of course, owner drivers have to be at the table. Mm. So that's what's going on without going on too much, guys. Um, nothing's changed from what I've been saying for the last four or five years. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to end up with a situation, though, where we where we have commissioners like we had last time, who don't have any understanding of what's going on and a, a little bit of an inability to see the wood for the trees. Haven't got that far yet, Mike. But what I can tell you and everyone listening is that drivers will be represented at the table. That's the first step. We haven't gone past that yet, is who's going to be there. But what we're also saying, mate, what I'm saying is we've got 47 sectors of the transport industry. You can't have four people talking about 47 sectors. No, you you can't do it. You can't have six people talking about 47 sectors. So what we really have to do is get people around the table. This is what I'm promoting with the minister, with Berkey, with Tony Burke, saying, please talk to industry before we do anything. It is all a clean skin, mate. It's, it's, a, it's a fresh tablet. Um, and, um, you know, with, and I'm not hiding anything because if we thought we would be successful going down the same path last time as the RSRT, well, none of us think that for one minute. Yeah. Uh, and so everything's up in the air. All the balls are in the air. Uh, my fingers are crossed, mate, that we're going to land where at least we start talking to industry. And let's see what industry wants, mate. Mm, I know well, what I as want. As long as we don't, end up, getting kicked. As long as we don't end up getting kicked in the balls, mate. That's the problem. But no, no. Mate, mate, if you get kicked in the balls, I'm on the way out too. Let's just get this. Yeah. Mick, let's not forget this. If the industry gets kicked in the balls, I've kicked in the balls too, mate. Yeah. So yeah. let's not forget that. So um, otherwise, I'll be. No, you got skin in the game, bud. We love it. So yeah, good on yeah. you, mate. Thank you for and joining us on the road radio. Yeah. And let's let's yeah. hope for some positive outcomes, eh? Yeah. Well, I've, oh, I've yeah. so it's got to be. Thanks for calling in. Like, yeah, thanks, you know, Thanks for calling in, and thanks for uh, for taking all the, the, the questions and the and the crap 
unsupervised. It takes a little bit of courage to get in the ring with us, I know. And <laughs> your heart's half fast as you'd like, I'll tell you. I'm feeling bruised oh, and battered off. Christ almighty. But guys, thanks so much. Uh, if you're really desperate and there's no one listening because something's not right, always yeah. on the end of the phone. Looking forward to talking truck drivers. Take care, guys. Ding, 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 ding. That's the end of the round. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, see you guys. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was great to have someone like Glenn Stirl tonight. Mate, uh, I, I, well, love him or hate him, at least when you listen to what Glenn's got to say, you know that he's, he's speaking what he believes to be true. Now, I mean, some will say, well, he's a politician and you can only ever say, um, you know, mate, you can tell when they're lying because their lips are moving. I have never felt, every time I've ever met Glenn and spoken to him, uh, all the times I've interviewed him, I've never, ever felt that he's been willfully um, telling me porkies. Yeah. You know? So I've, I've seen what's happened over the course of the time, you know, I've spoken with Glenn. And yes, certainly the goalposts have moved on some of the things that he's been involved in. But he's one man working within the system, and we all know that the Labor Party has a certain set of rules that the politicians sort of get saddled with when they sign up for that side of the fence. Um, Glenn's done his best. He's been advocating for the trucking industry for a long time. You've only got to look at the recommendations from his inquiry that he ran when they were in opposition to see where his heart is. And... I can tell you now that, that I know from conversations that I've had with various people that the rest area steering committee that he's now chairing isn't what he would have designed, but it's where we're at. Mm. Um, and there's a certain amount of hoops that you've got to jump through and there's a certain amount of things that you have to do and that's the nature of democracy. We, we live in a democracy and, and uh, we've just got to try and work with what we've got. I know that when he says to me that he's working in the best interest of transport, I believe that. Mm, that's def definitely true. Uh, there you go. I've done, I've done ads for Labor politicians. I've done ads for Janus Electric. Yeah, we've yeah, who, are you and what, who are you and what have you done with Mike? Yeah, we better send some bills out tomorrow. <laughs> it's scary stuff. It's scary stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's all part of the flowering process. You're becoming a journalist and a truck, true truck journalist. It's flowering away. They say, mate, shit, sham, bloody corruption and all that sort of stuff. And if anything else puts a, anything drops the readership, I'll put a red Kenworth on the cover. That'll sort it out. <laughs> on the cover of On The Road Podcast. Fixes oh, everything. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, we might just uh, we might just play this tune for Brownie because he was a bit upset because he said yeah, play it out, play it out for Brownie. Play it out. What are we going to go to ten o'clock and we're going to call it a night, are we? Oh, because you'll need to go to bed. I've got to go and have my beauty sleep, mate. Yeah, I really. I think you need to go to bed at eight o'clock. Yeah, I was going to say you need to go a bit earlier. Oh, that's rude. That is rude. Go to the song. Go to the song. Righto. Go to the song. Righto. We'll be back.
You are live, yeah. Mike, again. So, so I can't talk crap about Kendall anymore then? No, you can't. The stupidity. The stupidity comes before first. I heard that tail end of that conversation. Yeah. And you're not you supposed to swear yeah. on the radio. No. Who swears on the radio? The stupidity yeah, becomes before the, the other bit. What did you say the other stuff? The stupidity before the desperation. Desperation, yeah. The stupidity comes before the desperation. And yeah, the other stupidity the is... Come before the stupidity. No, nah, the, the stupidity is... Oh, no, we should just buy a truck. That'd be good fun. There's your stupidity. And then you buy another one. Then you got another... Then you got ten. And then the desperation. The bike got two. Yeah. That's right. Right. <laughs> and he drives both of them himself. So. Yeah, that's right. I'm multitasking. Mm. That's right. But that, Brownie? Different. Did you sing it out? Are you, you got a sore voice now? Really? Like, can you, you know, can the neighbours hear you there in, in the town so good they named it twice? Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga. <laughs> well, he hasn't messaged back. It's probably because he's asleep. Oh, he's probably going to bed. He's probably had a yeah. Milo and tucked himself up in bed, really, to be honest. He could have been singing it in bed. Mm. He probably needs a bex and a lie down after crap we've been going on all this night. He, he could ring and in. a lie down. Yeah. I haven't heard that for years. Ring down? No. Which My one? mum used to say that. My what brother happened? says it all the time. Yeah. S- says Have what? a bex and a good lie down. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Right, now, did, did buddy Glenn talk about the... What have we got? A lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse up there in X Mouth? Did he talk about that? It, it, no. is a, uh, it is a solar No, we didn't talk about it. Oh. Only because I'm looking at like a thousand stars in the sky. I love WA. <laughs> like, I love walking. I'm just walking around out the front. Mocky's on, and I've got the IB shirt on because I've had to be IBs today because I've been, been on site. Well, haven't you haven't had one of your pink shirts on. No, I've got the pink one on. I've got the Brisbane Convoy for kids pink shirt on. No, not that'll be tomorrow. You haven't yeah. destroyed one of your favourite shirts by ripping the armpit out of it on a bloody tie wire or something. No, I did do that. That was terrible. It was a good shirt, and I was just, I wasn't doing a lot of work that day, and I thought I could wear a good shirt to work. Yeah. And next minute, it's got a big rip in it. Next minute. <laughs> overly impressed about that. So yeah. yeah. The photos were terrible too. It was, looked, looked like it should have been wounded. <laughs> oh, no, I oh, know. Again, again, we've got protection out in front. It was scary stuff. <laughs> it was actually, and it was heavy that bloody itch. It ripped in yeah, from yeah, top yeah. to bottom. You've got different coloured shirts, though. You never wear the same shirt twice. I, I, I struggle to see. I mean, you've got you've got John Deere green. Yep. I think you've got Massey Ferguson red. Case, yeah. Case, Case, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Case, yeah. Case yeah. International Harvester Red. Yeah. Have you got yeah. Deutsch Blue? I've got New Holland Blue. Deutsch New is Holland green. Blue. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you need to stick to town tankers, mate. <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing all right then. I screwed up the Deutsch thing, wasn't I? I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got a bone shirt as well. Like we've got a white-coloured shirt, just in case there's a mutual traffic colour. Yeah. Right. Like a Bolaris, or yeah, it could be, or you know, or or yeah, any any sort of odd colour tractor, you know. You can now, this, this is the question I've got to ask for you. If you want a John Deere tractor in a colour other than green, can you have one? No, uh, no, uh, no. All John Deere is green, but they're different green, but mostly the same green. But there's different John Deere's from different parts of the world, but they're all John Deere green. Oh. 
Yeah, there's some that are coming out, but it'd be only be it'd be a mind spec or something like that. You know, like it wouldn't be you wouldn't be able to wouldn't be able to do it. Mm. Unless there was a Chamberlain going back all those ways. Chamberlain, John <laughs> yeah, Deere. there was. Oh, yeah, true. There Could was have been John Deere. Could have been yellow. There is John Deere. Oh, sort of that brownie, wasn't it? Sort of. Oh, orange, orangey colour one, like the orange. Oh, that's going. That's going way yeah. back, way back. Chamberlain yeah, but, orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nah, look, John Deere green is uh, is an obvious colour, and John Deere marketing is uh, absolutely brilliant. Anyone wants to model their business, have a look at our John Deere model their business. You will go far. Mm. Anyway, I'll shut up now. We're talking about the eclipse. Sorry, I got I got off, I got off on a tangent. Distracted. That doesn't happen often, does it? Nah, it's pretty cool up there in Exmouth. It'll be uh, there's about one million one hundred eighty-seven thousand people there at Exmouth. I'm led to believe one million one hundred eighty-seven thousand. Yeah. So that, <laughs> yes, that's everyone, a lot of people. Everyone in Perth moved to Exmouth, did they? <laughs> yeah, and everyone in Exmouth moved to Perth so they can rent their house out. <laughs> yeah. so that is a word on the street up there. <laughs> so. What's that? I think at 11.20 or something like that on Thursday, you'll get a perfect glimpse of it at Exmouth. Sort of, yeah, off the coast there. Off okay. the coast. If you, uh, and look, if you know about it, you'd be all over it like a, you know. Like a what? Like a what? I, I, I honestly haven't even seen it. It's not even on news.com.au. So well, because I wait, wait till the naked ladies run down the beach and then it'll be on news.com.au. Yeah. It can't be happening if it's not on news.com.au. It's just not on. Oh, it the world according to Mike. If it's not on news.com, it ain't a thing. Stop it. I might have to start a new website, just like mikesnews.com.au. I reckon, I, I reckon once I learn how to do, once I learn how to drive the live software, I will do a show half lunch during the week for an hour. Just talking about the crap that's on news.com that they will call it. We'll call it. We'll call it the news day. So I can I can bag the crap out of things. I mean, I cannot understand what passes for news. I really do. Nah, you know, yeah. you know you should call it no news.com. Yeah, there no you go. News. <laughs> no news.com. Don't I? Have you seen that? Have you seen that skit? I, I'm, I'm almost tempted to Google it just to find out if I can like find it. And it's the skit where the, the, the guy is there pretending to be a newsreader and he's going, uh, I'm here to talk about some bullshit that happened, you know, and we had to cross live to where the bullshit happened so we can hear more bullshit. Have you seen that? Have you seen that skit? <laughs> no. Mate, I, I saw it and I nearly wet myself laughing. I'm almost, <laughs> I, I would record it and put it on the podcast except... Half of the thing is is visual. You've got to actually see it. You've got to see how serious the guy looks. He actually delivers a deadpan, right? Well, I'll put it on your Facebook page. I suppose yeah. I could, but it's a YouTube video. So I mean, what's the point of that? I can just put the YouTube link on. But I mean, it's just like Channel Ten well, News. There, every there's a lot of points of Facebook videos. People do use it as a social media forum. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, can't believe it. it just Right, yeah, I thought you two were tech guys. You know, here am I giving you the tech list. Oh, I'm not a tech guy. I'm not the tech guy. The tech guy is the tech guy. The bloke that blows up all the laptops is the tech guy. Hey, it takes special skills to do that. Yeah. Skills yeah. to pay the bills. Right, are we wrapping this up or what? How'd you go? Are we having a good session here? Is there any truck? I've got a question for a listener. 
was a texted to me. Ask me if I'll be broadcasting on Saturday night on drugs. If what? Sorry? <laughs> Go again. <laughs> if I will be broadcasting on drugs on Saturday night. Well, that's up to you. <laughs> the answer to that is unequivocally yes. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, what happened on Triple J there years ago, like the night shift on Triple J, oh, mate, let the, let the record just go round and around. Yeah. Years and years and years ago. And it was yeah. just a, a end of the record playing on loop. Yeah. And people were just mesmerised by it. So maybe that's what you'd be like, mate. Mm. You'd be, you'll be out of it <laughs> and it'll just be playing on loop. You just going around and around, and then we'll be just asleep, and he'll be just going around in the loop gun. So, on the road when, when's your operation? On the road. What's Friday. On the road radio. Yeah, no, Friday. I'm, I'm going. I'm going into the uh, Wollongong Hospital on uh, Friday morning, and I'm going to see my surgeon, uh, Dr. Mark Haber, and he's one of the best shoulder surgeons in Australia. So I feel very fortunate enough that uh, he's going to be looking after my shoulder. Oh. And uh, I'm going to have my, uh, my tendons reattached to the bone and hopefully I'll be back driving a truck uh, within a few months. So, yeah. So you might be full of gear on Saturday night. I will be full of the gear on Saturday night. I just put it this way, mate. Be a good job I won't be pulled up at the drug bus at Maroon yeah. because I reckon I'd, I reckon I'd find myself pulled up 24 oh. hours for a Maybe minute. Maybe a couple of stubbies, <laughs> you might be quite entertaining then. I'll have a, I, I, I won't be able to have any stubbies. We'll see how we... Well, if I have a beer, uh, <laughs> it could get quite wild. But no, no, it's, uh, it all depends. No, will, I be, will I be on drugs on Saturday night? I absolutely will be. Will I yeah. be on the uh, road radio with you guys on Saturday night? I Unless so. I've got tears rolling down my eyes, I will be. Is that tears of laughter or tears of pain? Yeah. Well, it could be both. Depends on how many people Oh, <laughs> we, should, we should open the set with tears for fears or something like that on Saturday oh. night. Yeah. Right, eh? Tears for fears. We could, we, yeah, we could have a dedicated tears one night. Yeah, right. Tears night. Tears for Mike night. 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 Oh, mate. Oh. Anyway, there you go. Look, it's been a great show tonight. Uh, we don't, we've got a few minutes to go. We, we're only going to do an hour. Uh, well, that was the idea, but you dragged that out, didn't you? We were going to, we were going to do a few when, when sound tests and a few sound tests. 7.30. Mm. Oh, you're off. 5.30, my time. Yeah, we're right. going to do it. No, no, Yogi, 7.30. Yeah, 7.30. <laughs> it's just 7.30. <laughs> it's not 5.30 my time. Or... No, no, 7.30. <laughs> and, and, and we were, we were going to do it. Tomorrow, tomorrow. We're in the world all the time. Oh, we're going to do a few sound checks, have a little bit of a play, get some text, secrets. There's been some sound issues from my end, right? I've been sounding a little bit quiet. And we've tried a little bit of a different sort of a setup, and we've probably still haven't got it quite right. But well, you know, I think we've fixed up most of it. I think we've fixed a lot of it up. And, and we were having issues because we didn't have enough uh, outleads to record the show, and we were just having a bit of a few drums. So we had... Had some things we wanted to test out, and Craig said to me, "Let's go live." You know, remember that our enthusiasm that you have about going live. So we yeah, yeah it was it was exactly like live. that too, wasn't it? It was. It was. I, I, it was. I was it our enthusiastic meat to put meat on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go live. I couldn't even beat it because you were like, "Hey, let's do it." Oh, let's yeah. just do it. Yeah. 
But I, you know, I got in the mail. I got some new leads and plugs and stuff. Like it's pretty exciting. You got to go with it. I've got. Oh, exactly. to, I've just been sent another message that said I should be under the supervision of my personal nurse on Saturday night. Oh, yeah, mm. right. Nurse Yogi, get up and go to work. No, no. Well, my other half used to be a nurse at one stage, you know. Oh. Yeah. Now right. I'm looking. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to a bed bath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're gonna get. You're gonna get the bed bath chucked at you. Is what oh. I'm gonna. So, yeah. Is that what? Is that what will happen? Yeah. Yeah. That lead-based bed bath is gonna get flogged <laughs> at you. Well, lucky, oh, lucky yeah. it's a radio show and it's not a TV hey, well, show. Hey, well, what did you say to Craig? The blondie's away. So have you gone and bought stuff? Have you gone and booked stuff up like new leads and that? No, I did that ages ago. It just takes a long time <laughs> to get here. No, no, blondie is in Brisbane tonight. All right. Yeah, right. She, she's left me. But no, young Harry, we all know young Harry. A very shy yeah. radio there one day. Yeah. He's uh, moved into his own place in Brisbane. No, so good if, if you're listening out there, you pair, which they probably are, you know, yeah. congratulations, Harry, you've done done well. And it's true. Colette, I'll bet you made his bed and packed the fridge. Actually, I don't think they got a fridge yet. So, but we've, we've all we've all been there, eh? We've all been there, eh? Yeah. Yeah, so. I know Rose is listening to the show now because I said I was looking forward to a big bath and Rose is just texting me and said, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> me. found that. I think, I think like, Amanda was tuning in when I got home, but I think uh, Married at First Sight or Farmer Sponsor Club or Wife or something's on, so we've lost it. What was that? Farmer <laughs> wants to what? Club or Wife? Club, well, you know. Club a wife and drag her back to the cage. Oh. That's what happens. Well, yeah. Jeez. There's a, there's a whole show in reporting on that show. Oh, no, oh, no, I oh, know. Reality TV. Who'd be on reality TV? Anyway, <laughs> did you all catch the Outback Truckers the other night? Oh, like, how good I was see. that on the feed run? That was see. good. We loved it. No, I missed that bit, but I saw Jimmy. Did you? Jimmy Cool. Oh. Jimmy yeah. Cool. Jimmy Cool. Oh, yeah, the right. well, Jimmy Cool rules on, on oh. Channel 7, you, mate. You've got to give seven. all them guys a bit of credit, Adrian. Cool. Like, Jimmy Cool rules. You know? I'll tell you what, I was, I, well, I met Jimmy Cool. Jimmy Cool bought, bought Jimmy Cool, I think it was his missus actually, wasn't it, that bought the first bag? Yeah, I know. We were all having, having a bit on that until mm-hmm. we got pulled up. And, until we got pulled up. I got a hug from Jimmy Cool's missus too, you know? Yep. I did. Yep. I feel privileged. Oh, very lovely lady. Like, awesome lady. She's very happy yeah. about the night. And they done really well and they had a great day and it was an right. But you got oh, to give them time. guys credit. Like, that'd have to be one of the toughest jobs about, eh? Pull, pull what? things what? back what? out of the scrub. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. That's you know, that's you're next cool, level. Cool, you're a Hi, Mum. If you're listening to <laughs> Mum, just text me. <laughs> <laughs> you met my Mum there as well, too. Oh, yeah, Mum. Yeah, I just seen that on my phone the other day. Yeah, no, it's lovely. Well, it's uh, two minutes to ten, guys. I suppose we should wrap it up. Thanks for, uh, for joining us belatedly, Yogi. I've enjoyed the conversation. Thanks once again to Senator Glenn Sterl Labor for WA for joining us and being so candid. Yeah. And thank you, Tech Life, for not blowing up a laptop. Hey, it's good. It's still going here, too. But I've learned yeah, no, not... Great. I just don't attach it to this whole setup now. Anyway. 
It's been what good. Song we, what song are we going out with, mate? Oh, look. I like a bit of Matchbox 20. I know it's not 3am, yeah. but right. we're going to listen to it anyway, eh? Yeah, mate. So, Let's do that and have some right news, up. I suppose. We'll catch up with you later. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Saturday night. Saturday night's all right. We'll catch yeah, you then. Come back. Saturday night. We'll be here. Come on.